This is it folks, this is your last chance to take a breath before the final triple header of the year. Three more back-to-back weekends before we will know who is crowned the MotoGP World Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Bad Bike Show Motorcycle Podcast. My name is Sam McCauley and joining me this week is Chris Chippy Ballard. Hello. Full stop. Oh, hello. (laughs) Full stop after that because it's just me and you this week, Chippy. It is. Got no ash. This is the first episode ever we've never had ash. He's having withdrawal symptoms. I bet he has. I bet he's sweating back in his house. Mm. Obviously, I didn't turn up last week. You had a good reason. What you made perfectly clear every opportunity you got to throw me under the bus. Yes, we did. Sab's Sab's not turned up because you just can't be asked. (laughs) But. I'll go into all that in my catch up. Yes, I'm not we'll going to I'm not going I'm not going to start I'm not going to start tap for tap. Ash couldn't make it. Fair enough. Life gets in the way. This, it will progressively get worse as we go <laughs> on, I'm sure. Uh, as we speak, it is approximately what 8 o'clock. It is yes. Sunday the 5th of November. So yes, it's fireworks night. Oh, it is bonfire night. It is. So if you hear the odd pop and the odd crackle, please forgive us. We're nervous. And you may hear some fireworks as well. But <laughs> don't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're listening on YouTube, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you won't miss a podcast because we know how much you enjoy these. Uh, if you're on Spotify or an Apple, you can rate us. You can give us five stars. You can leave a little message and tell the world what you think of us. And or the best way to help us grow is just tell somebody. Like, have you ever heard of the motorcycle or the the, the big bad bike show? There's just three dudes, usually two now, but it's just three <laughs> dudes who like to talk about motorbikes. And if you would like to get in contact and send us an email, uh, well, you can you can get on our Discord or you can contact us at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. Right. Uh, do you it's, want to say what's coming up in the show, Chappie? Obviously, it's not a lot for various reasons. Yes. Uh, so we've got the all-new Who Am I? Um, predictions oh. for MotoGP in Malaysia, which we kind of did last week. Which yes, was Ash's. I, know, but... I would like to point out this was Ash's uh, decision. Because I said, well, we should do it next week, really, when we've got Sam back, and then we can all do it together. But he wanted to do it last week, but we'll just do it again this week. Yeah, we'll just do it again. I'll steal all his, his predictions. Yes. They're not turning up tonight. Uh Right, so, but, before we move on, we're going to go into a little bit of feedback. Yes. Do we have any feedback? No, nobody got in contact. But, I wasn't there last week, so I made a few notes, alright? And I've got some feedback. Now, it's you your corrections in, section. It's not so much correction as, as me defending myself a little <laughs> bit, but I've written notes, right? How many different notes do you think I've written down here? I imagine you sat through the whole podcast and just made notes on everything. Well, the first time I just listened to it, okay, I just listened to the podcast. And it was about halfway through the podcast, I thought, I'm going to make notes on this. <laughs> so I actually listened to the podcast twice. Yes, I'm not sad. I listened to it again this morning and made notes. Anyway, I have 19 separate points. Oh, no. 19. And Ash isn't I'll here to quick. help either. I'll be quick. Right, first and foremost, right, this is the first one. This is at the top of the list because this is the big one, all right? What was going on with the burps? What was going on with the burping? <laughs> well, the thing is, I was supposed to edit them out, but I'm pretty sure they were all ash. 
I'm not a right. pig. Well, the first, right, the second one was not Ash because Ash, unless Ash is very, very good from Drellquist, even <laughs> even on even less than Spotify, I knew it wasn't Ash. So the first one was actually quite funny. That was that was it was before the actual recording. You just put it in there as a little caveat. That one worked. I thought yes. that one that was quite funny. I heard the burp and I kind of frowned, and then I thought actually that worked. That's quite funny. But then the second one came. And this, as he was about to start talking about MotoGP race or something, the new Burt, and the second one was just horrendous. But the second one sullied the first one <laughs> and made the first one just seem even worse. Well, I'm sorry. Was f- I was editing uh, no, last week. Yes, it- obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, me not having any internet is an excuse. Remember whenever I said to you about moving house and you said it's not a competition. Well, it's not a competition, Chappie. Some people's house moves are a little bit more difficult than other people's <laughs> house moves. We're not all moving into a new build. Some of us have actual DIY to do, and we don't have an ash to come and do it for us. Yeah, that's true. I do have an ash to do all of it uh, for you, me. You put the predictions up early. We've already mentioned that. Yes. Uh, Ash wants a lightsaber and a green dragon. <laughs> green dragon. <laughs> what a shadow! <laughs> Who wants that? He thinks like, oh, does there not something you always want it for Christmas? Uh, money. That's all I ever <laughs> wanted for Christmas. I would just give me money, and I'll go and buy myself like a, a Nintendo sixty four or yes, uh, snares or you know whatever. Buy myself a little like bike or something. I always just get money for Christmas all the time. Mm. Uh, here's another one I brought up. Ash is going to pick up a car, right? Oh yeah, he's picked it up now, isn't he? No, no. I, I, I'm, do- I'm not making a joke about this. Well, I'm, I'm going to make a little bit of a joke about it, but not at the expense of his grandma who passed away. Yes. Like condolences to Ash, his family. But Ash is going to pick up his car, right? That mm. belonged to his grandmother who passed away. And he was telling a lovely story about how it's called Lionel because his, his grandma used to listen to Lionel Richie on it. And you just shit all over the story. You're like, ah, <laughs> oh, you can't name cars, fucking weirdo. <laughs> his grandma passed away. You can't say that. You can't be saying that. I didn't even think of that. You're so horrible. So Do you know what? We, w- we and- went out for dinner this week, me and Ash, <laughs> and we turned up and he was like, oh, you, you and Nicola look really nice. And we were just, both of us just went, yep, cheers. I would never return the favour or anything. And I was, I, later that night, I was like, what a horrible thing to say. I didn't even like repay the compliment. I don't even know what this next one means. Why would I put a catch up? On a week. Oh yeah, you said I didn't put a catch up in. Why would I? I'm not on the podcast. Why would I put a catch up when I'm not on well, the podcast? You could still let us know weird. what you're doing. But Ash hasn't done it this week either. But then again, he never puts anything on this doc. <laughs> right, the, the next point I'm going to make is you, you you are very adamant that there should be music for the news section. Yes. And I don't put music in whenever I edit. Well, you should. Bothered. So, but you put music in, and as soon as the music finished, you went... <laughs> There is no news this week. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put the music in? What's the music in there for? If there's not even any news. Yes. I didn't <laughs> realise till after. Uh, I did react to Tommy Bridewell on the chat. Did you? But, yeah, oh, the news. Really yes, sorry, yes. I shouldn't, I shouldn't really repeat to what I said, but we'll talk about it later. Yes. Uh, now, this is a big one. Okay. You were talking about Jorge Martin possibly winning the championship, which he might, mm. and how he's on a you know inverted commas fat or satellite bike. Yes, and you were saying that oh, has it ever been done before? Has anybody ever won? Yes, on? 
an inverted commas satellite bike. Now, I'm, I'll forgive you for it because you've admitted that you, you used to watch F1 and you yes. really recently, and the past couple of years started watching MotoGP. But Ash is a massive Rossi fan. He's like, <laughs> oh, Valentino Rossi's the best ever. How did he not realise that 2001, his first championship, he wasn't on a factory bike? <laughs> He wasn't on the factory bike. Yeah. Alex Crevier was on the factory bike. And there was another uh, oh, the Japanese rider. I forget his name. Uh, Tohuru Ukawa was on the factory bike. They were both on the Repsol bike. Now, I think, if you get to the nitty grit of it, I think Valentino Rossi's bike may have been factory spec. But yes. so's Jorge Martins. So it's the same sort of situation. But mm. yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with Ash being a big Rossi fan. He didn't know that. But... There you go. That's a little bit of knowledge for you. Yes. And Mark Marquez never managed to do that, even though he might next year. Yes. And do you know? Do you know why you chat GPT didn't? It didn't come up. No. Because you asked Moto GP, and it was just oh, yes, it was. Yeah. See, chat chat GPT's not that smart. Well, it is. It was. It was too smart for me. Uh, the next one I made is more for us. I'm not going to say it. Chippy, you don't give money to charity because you're tight, not because it can be abused. No, it can be abused. That's why I don't give money to charity. That's why I give blood, because money can be abused. You're so tight. That's why you don't give to charity. I'm not tight. Ash is tight. I don't know why I've got the reputation of being tight. You are so tight. I'm really not tight. You try and pretend you're anti-social. You just don't want to spend any money. (laughs) I just hate people. And apparently you go to bed at half seven. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, half seven is a bit early. Half so eight o'clock, half eight is when I usually go to bed. So now, really, uh, <laughs> you usually go to bed now, but you're setting up just for me. Yes, thanks, mate. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, last week you called the episode uh, Two's Company." Sam's a cry. That was just a rehash of an old episode title yes. I had. Yes. You didn't even think about it. The episode should have been called Baltista Malteser. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> I, I can't remember where it was, but you made the mistake. Somebody said Balteser, and then they said Baltista Malteser. And I was like, that's the episode title. Yes. <laughs> but, well, to be fair, this one's well, got to be called Two's Company Ashes a Crowd, surely. That's just rehashing same old episode names. Can we not be a little bit more... Well, you're in charge of editing uh, this week. Because I did it last yeah, week. Yeah, so that'll be something. That's uh, that's my I'll, I'll, to done. I'll probably I'll probably just call it Two's Company Ashes a Crowd. Yeah, so. it's a thing now. <laughs> it's a thing now. That's what it is. Two's Company Ashes a Crowd Part Two. It'll be the next time he's not here. Uh, right, this is another one for Ash, but I'm going to bring it up because he will listen to this. Yes. How the fuck has Ash never made Yorkshire puddings? Come on, I know, now. and it, yeah, he he doesn't like, have to do them. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. How has Ash never made a baked pancake? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how. To, he doesn't know how to do a Yorkshire pudding. It's like the easiest thing <laughs> in the world to do. It's so easy. Yes. How, it's so easy to make a Yorkshire pudding. It's I'm, like that's why I call it a baked pancake. It's it's slightly different from pancake mix, but it's basically a pancake mix, and the oven. Yes, I must admit I probably can't make one either, but I can't cook. Oh, have you never tried to make a bit or a big pancake? Have you never tried to make a Yorkshire pudding? No. It's curiosity. Have, 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 you've never cooked. You don't cook. Actually, I made a salmon stir fry this week, and I'm going to make it again tomorrow. 
And you make, apparently, in your own words, you make very good pizzas, which I've seen your pizzas. They look nice on picture. Maybe they, they are taste incredible. Final, but, but, you know, part of eating is eating with your eyes. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> your eyes eating. <laughs> Imagine your dad actually eat with your eyes and it really hurt. Ah, yes. I'd be anorexic. But uh, I should be blind. But anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, part of your eating's eating when you're Your pizzas look nice. Yes, so if you can make a pizza... They taste amazing. Try and make a Yorkshire pudding. I guarantee you, if you... Well, the, Nicola makes your Yorkshire puddings. Yes, am I correct? So she does. You you don't need to make one, but I guarantee you, you, you try to make a Yorkshire pudding, you will be successful. You can't, yeah. you can't mess it up. It's I, so easy. I think I got, I've seen her do it. It's... What is it? Flour? Milk? Water? Egg. No, egg. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a pan, pancake mixes egg, milk, and flour. And you need a little bit there's of oil very, in your little yeah holes. With pancakes, pancakes there's various different you know measurements, but it's the same ingredients, just slightly yes. different measurements. Yeah. And what you do is you get like a little like a little cake tin that's got like twelve little cake holders. Yes, yeah, so we've got. One and of you those. pour a little you pour a little bit of oil in each one, and the trick is the secret is that your oil needs to be hot before you put the batter into it. Yes. So you put you put the oil in the oven, and then you pull out and you pour the batter into it just enough to fill the little cake holder thing, mm. and then you just stick it back in the oven for like six ten minutes, and they just puff up. Yes. It's and the same I, if you're making a toad in a hole. I was also told you don't open the oven door because if you do that, then it ruins them. That's something. That oh yeah, said. yeah. I think I think it's something like uh, not exactly the same, but you know them little souffle things they yes. make in Master Chef where they can something like that. I think if you I think if you open the door, it lets a lot of heat release out, and it stop. They still make Yorkshire puddings; they just don't puff up the same. Yes. But I love cooking. I I love cooking. Like, Ash was saying that he's always had a woman in his life, which was sexist as fuck, by the way, but he's always had a woman in his life to cook. Like, he's never just thought... He's never just got up and said to his partner, let me cook tonight. Yeah. Or at least let me try. He's just been like, oh, well, women belong at kitchen. <laughs> you're, obvi- you're obviously the same, because you've never made any attempt to cook. No, no, I, I can, I'm starting to learn. Actually, I'm starting to enjoy it as well. I, I do... Yeah, you should. It's, it's really therapeutic, I think. I do the lion's share of cooking in our house. I do oh, the no, most of it. Every Sunday. Every Sunday I do it. But the, now, this is kind of for my own selfies ends. I like doing Sunday dinner because then, A, I know when it's going to be ready so I can time the MotoGP and all that around yes. dinner because I'm in charge of when it comes out. Well, I just give Nicola the timings. Yes, but I've got kids as well. Yeah, so, true. B... If there's a race on I want to watch, believe it or not, I like to do it whilst I'm cooking because as soon as I'm in the kitchen cooking, if one of the kids comes in, I politely now, not like this, but I politely just tell them to fuck off. But I do it politely. I don't say fuck off. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just say to them, leave me alone, I'm cooking. And, you know, even my wife's like, yeah, daddy's cooking, leave me alone. And I'm like, haha, I'm actually watching the race whilst I'm doing <laughs> some other stuff. So, yeah, it's for me own selfies ends, but I love mm. cooking. And... If there's if I go to a restaurant and I try something I really like it I go home and I'm like I really want to try and make it I usually fuck it up but yes you know you've got to crack a few eggs to make a few omelets eh <laughs> <laughs> uh, something like that yes but, right I'm coming close to the end of my feedback I hope you've oh, you've still not got any feedback, more no, I've got three more oh my god right so the next one is. <laughs> I I don't hate Arthur, 
right. just this is my I, dog. It's not that I, it's, yeah, it's not that I hate him. It's just that I don't like you that much. So <laughs> I use our players an opportunity to, to get at you. And you don't speak very fondly of my cat, so I don't see why I should like your dog. I just don't like cats in general. No, I don't mind dogs. I just it just infuriates me how you parade your dog around social media. Oh, look how cute he is. No, he looks like any other fucking dog. <laughs> All dogs look the same. It's like when people go, oh, look at my baby. It just looks like a tiny, ugly human. You know, that's what it looks like. And your dog just looks like another dog. Uh, he licks his cock. He probably tries to hump his own face. My dog does that. It's hilarious. <laughs> he, he sniffs and licks his butt. He, we yes. all would if we could. But... <laughs> but he's my little boy. You I don't know, like that time... I baby him. That's what you don't like. Oh, I hate that. I hate the way you baby him. Like, you you, you sing him lullabies to bed. Like, and you cuddle him in bed. And, like, yeah, I've he always comes up for a cuddle. I've got a genuine question, right? You go to bed and you're cuddling your dog. How long does he lay there? Oh, he lays there he for ages. Right, so I'll lie on my back and I'll say, come on, come up. And he'll lie. He'll put his head on my chest with a paw across, like he's proper cuddling me. The other night he was spooning me in bed. I was turned over and I just felt <laughs> his paw come over my shoulder and the, his nose in the back of my head. He was proper spooning He loves a cuddle. God, he's how such long a does good he lie dog. there for? He lies there ages. <laughs> he'll lie there all night if he could. But I can't stay no, in that position. I have to move. Uh, if uh, if my dog was that needy, I would be very very annoyed. <laughs> your dog sounds needy. That's the only dog sound, he sounds needy. The, the only thing he does that annoys me is he keeps like when you like scratching his stomach, it'll just keep on pouring and scratching you to do it more. That is a bit annoying. But apart from that, he's perfect. My dog has got this new thing because we've moved house and we don't. We're not using the back garden because I've recently had the garden done and I've had new turf laid down, mm. and I don't want them outside digging in it just yet. I want the, I want the grass to root in first, so it'll probably be the springtime before we start using yes. the garden proper. So he comes in usually when it's wet. I'd put him out in the back garden and let him dry off a bit before I bring him in. <clears throat> but he's been coming in and I've been drying him, and then whenever I dry his face, I kind of wrestle with his face a little bit. And he came in the other day, and it was dry outside it was actually this morning it was dry outside and we came in and he just stood and looked at me and i was like what are you looking at and it infuriates me when he just stands and looks at me i'm like what are you looking at dog i can't speak dog i don't know what you want and then he just stands there and looks nervous like he's looking at me and i'm just staring i'm not at him. surprised and then, I <laughs> and then i realized he wanted me to rub his face with a towel so I, and i was like oh dog i'm sorry so i rubbed his face with a towel a little bit and he was loving it yeah it annoys me when you're just sitting there and the dogs just come walking into the room and they just stare at you and you're like what the fuck are you looking at what are you staring at like, you don't know it's like there's some ghost stand behind you oh. Oh. anyway yes. I don't hate Arthur I just like to well I don't know what I do just like to piss you off a little bit because yeah. you hate my cat I, I do hate like your cat because it eats birds but, well that's a fucking cat that's what cats do <laughs> sorry I like better. to look after the birds then it annoys me when you see one Killing it for no reason, just to bring it in as a present. It doesn't bring it in as a present. My, like, that's what the people say. They're like, oh, your cat brings you in a little presents. It doesn't love you. Mine doesn't bring them in as a present. It fucking eats them. That's what my cat does. <laughs> we go out to... The, that doesn't bring them into the house. It sits in the garden and it munches them. And if you try and take it off, it, it's not very happy. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you killed it. You eat it. You're the one that's getting the worms, though. <laughs> you. <laughs> God, I hate cats. 
Anyway. Oh, I'm not a big cat. I'm not a big cat fan, but I love my cat even more now that I know that annoys you. I like Tasha's cat a... when it... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ash used to live abroad, and uh, he paid... Uh, well, we all lived abroad at one stage, and myself included, I had to pay to get my dog and my cat back to the UK and Ash had to pay for his dog and his cat and he didn't even like his cat. He got his cat back and the first day he got back it escaped out the front door and ran away and they paid all that money for nothing. It was 650 was quid. Something like that. Ha <laughs> 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 Insert Nelson months here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, you were talking about curry last week and you were saying, oh, that's Indian. What do you call it? Oh, here we what go. What did you call it? Was the word you were looking for tourist? An Indian tourist come over? Maybe? Was that the word you were Possibly, looking for? Possibly. I can't remember. Maybe No, I'm was. not going to go too much into the Indian talk, even though you did use that as an opportunity to try and throw me under the bus again. Yes. Well, you, you've advanced knowledge of curries, even though you've only been there once. Well, I was there once, but it's not like I just turned up and ate a curry and left. I was there for three months. I'd like to think I... And I did about four or five different cooking lessons. I'd like to think I know more than your average Western white guy when I'm talking about curries. (laughs) To be honest, I went to India and found a curry I liked and just ate the same curry for the whole time (laughs) I was there. Palak Paneer, please. That's the cheese Ash was on about. Right, last one. This keeps coming up. Ash keeps talking about this Instagram. Oh, we bitched that is because we couldn't get access. It's not, yes. Well, it was partly because we couldn't get access. But what annoyed me the most was I went on to and I. Well, I was going to say I'm going to say I. You might you at the beginning of the podcast you were involved in a lot of stuff which you you later just took your foot off the gas and left me to do. <laughs> Cheers for that, by the way. But anyway, <clears throat> I was going to do a lot of effort to put posts out with all the links. Yes. Like the link to our Facebook, the link to our Instagram, the link to our YouTube, Spotify. Mm. And it, this is the problem. Ash was taking a screenshot of that. Oh, yes, I remember. Instagram. He was taking a screenshot of my post and putting it on Instagram with a load of hashtags. But what good are hashtags? Nobody could click on the links because the links were in the picture, not on the description. That was the problem. That's why we bitched Ash. Not because we couldn't get onto it, because you were doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is, that's my feedback. That's your feedback. Well, that is probably the most feedback we've ever had. Is there any actual feedback from anybody else? No, nobody sends us feedback. That was just me having a bitch because you've lunched down at me last week because I wasn't here. And I was like, I am going to defend myself. That's why I sent you. I sent a message to Chappie and Ash on WhatsApp. Because we got a WhatsApp chat, and it says, "I'm not going to defend myself here. I'm going to defend myself on the podcast." <laughs> yes, that's right. probably why Ash hasn't turned up because he couldn't be bothered listening to all that. Well, I didn't know that was coming. Yes. Anyway, right, feed butter, catch up. What have you been up to, mate? After all that. After all that, uh, well, I've settled into the new house now. Uh, we've just got some more things to put up. Again, I'm going to have a little rant at Ash because he's not here to defend himself. We've got loads of stuff upstairs, which is still sat up there, which he needs to come around and put up, like the blinds. Nicola's getting a bit antsy now. She wants them up. Uh, pictures on the walls. My shed still waiting to be built. Um, quite a few things need to go up, but we're waiting for Ash. Why can you not, why can you not put blinds up? I haven't got a drill. 
And I don't know what I'm doing. I'll make a mess of it. Ash knows what's, well, what he's doing. You haven't got a drill? No. Go buy a drill. No, Go get Ash, a drill. Ash has got a drill. I don't need to buy a drill. <clears throat> Besides, that's what I mean. You just got Ash to come over and do it. And if I was Ash, I'd be charging you. They I'm surprised he does. hasn't, to be fair. Um, And I've bought some new feeders, some new bird feeders. They're like top of the range. They're incredible. Uh, most what do you mean of them top arrived. of the range? You could. What do you mean top of the range? You could poke a couple of holes in a plastic bottle. The birds don't care. They'll no, come and eat the nuts <laughs> regardless. It looks incredible. Anyway, uh, I'll send you a picture of that once it's up. And I have got into the Christmas spirit because it is now Christmas. Yes, it is Christmas time. It is Christmas we're not, time. We're not going. We're not going to argue on that. I am a Good. very, very Christmas spirit sort of guy. Yes, me too. Very early. Yes, as soon as Halloween's over. Actually, right, I'll go into this now. Is that your catch-up? Can I? That's run my catch-up, yes. Can, can I digress? Yes. Christmas time starts the moment you can watch Nightmare Before Christmas. The I've Tim never seen that. Bur- oh, mate, the Tim Burton. Are you a Halloween fan? Do you like Halloween? Not massively. Right, I love Halloween. I'm massive. I'm like Halloween for me is class. You get to dress up, you get to act like a big kid, you get to eat sweets, and coffee apples, you get to do loads of stupid, silly stuff that you know. It's very nostalgic for me because my mum loved Halloween. I love it. But yes. you watch Nightmare Before Christmas. You've you've must have seen the you must have seen the pictures of the little skeleton dude. Yeah, I know the one. Right, you you know the one I'm on about. Anyway. He tries to steal Christmas essentially, so it's but it's an actual Halloween movie, but it's more synonymous with Christmas. People watch it more at Christmas time than they do Halloween time, right. but it's an actual Halloween movie. So I say to my kids, "Well, let's watch Halloween movies." They're like, "I want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas," and I'm like, oh, "Wait, watch at the end of Halloween because it's too Christmassy." Because <laughs> they're like, "But we want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas because it is actually quite good." Yes. I thought it would scare them, but it doesn't. So it gets to like September time and they're watching Nightmare Before Christmas and then they're running around going, Christmas time! And I'm such a big kid, I'm like, fucking yes, Christmas, let's go! Yes! Yes. <laughs> my wife, my wife's like, calm down, it's only <laughs> September. And I always say to her, we should put the Christmas tree up and put bats and stuff on it and cobwebs and it could be an occasions tree and we could make it a Halloween <laughs> tree. But really, secretly, I'm just thinking, fuck yes, Christmas! <laughs> Well, we've made Christmas cookies today, and I've decorated them like little Christmas trees and that, and snowmen. We've had Christmas music playing. I've got the Christmas candles out, Christmas scents. She won't let me put the tree up until after her birthday, though, which is on the 16th of November. So the 17th is going up. My tree goes up on the 1st of December. I'm not not as much as... Well, I would have it up early, but my wife wouldn't let me. Yes. So I tried to hold up... I was playing Christmas music in my guitar last night because I... During Christmas time, I like to play my guitar quite a lot, so I've yes. got to rehearse my songs. So, but in the lead up to Christmas, I like to listen to a lot of that, you know, like Frank Sinatra music because it reminds me of that White Christmas song. Yes. So I end up listening to a lot of like the Rat Pack and Dean Martin and yes, uh, Bing Crosby and all that. I listen to all that sort of music, and but it's not actual Christmas music, but it reminds me of Christmas music. Yes. I love the Frank Sinatra one. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, ah, that Christmas song. It's going to bug me. Have mm. yourself a merry little... That one, you know the one? 
You've got a nice voice, Chappie. You Thanks, sang mate. that. Thanks, man. Oh, I was, I was enjoying that little line there. <laughs> I was like, that's Chappie's straight in there. He's yes. got that down. I forgot that, that we actually co- do occasionally have listeners, so I'm kind of hoping everybody's switched off now. Oh, no, ah, no, this is a good episode. No, no. <clears throat> we'll be talking about motorbikes, right? So what have I been up to then? I've not been on for about two weeks. That is because I have also been moving house. Now, thankfully, I'm no longer in my old house, which is, let me put this in context. It's about 120 miles away from this house. It's a three-hour trip here, and it's a three-hour trip back. So backwards and forwards, it was taking me at least six hours. And that's before I load it and unload it. It was a whole day to do one load. How many loads did it take from you to get from your house to your new house? How many loads? We probably did it in three or four, but it's literally a five-minute drive. Yeah, it took me three or four, but it's... (laughs) It's an ER turnover, so that's like 20, 32 hours, like it's yeah. two days worth of work. And then that we were renting our house out, and the house was in a state, and we didn't need time to clean it, so we had to pay for a cleaner to come in. But he was like, he gave us a date, and we're like, oh, we need to get our stuff in the house. So we had to get everything into our living room, like just oh, pile everything God. up, like a, like, a, like a game of Jenga, everything into our living room, so the cleaner could come in and clean the house, whilst we were still moving back and forward. And then uh, I had uh, I had Sky ordered to bring me internet. This was the biggest problem. I had Sky ordered to bring me internet, and some dude turned up late. Should I say turned up late? He did some stuff, and then he comes back like half an hour later, and he's like, "Oh, they didn't because they're supposed to turn a box on in your area." Oh yeah. He said, "Well, they they turned a box on three and a half miles away, mate. So it's going to take at least forty hours before we can sort this out." There he yes. is, Arthur's on screen. <laughs> so he's like, "It's going to take forty. I was like, 40 hours, mate." I go, so let's go and sort it in 40 hours. And he goes, no, it'll be 40 hours before we can, you know, I'll highlight the problem. It'll get to the desk, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So it'll be 40 hours before we even move forward. And I was like, no, God. absolutely not. So needless, long story short, I've got Virgin. There we go. Bada boom, bada bang. Bada boom, bada bing. You get to where you gotta be. Eat a bagel. I'm from New York. <laughs> well, we had to, um, all we had to do was move our box over. And they said it would just be activated on the morning of, like, Friday morning. And it was done. That's yeah. all we had to do. That's well, to be Sky. honest, I kind of want, I kind of wanted to go with Virgin anyway because I've, I'm getting a better deal. I'm getting yes. my internet. My internet is and literally, honestly, it's about ten. Like I'm not even joking. It's ten times faster than what it was well, that's before. Good. I was getting about before I was getting like twelve. Yes, twelve megabytes per second of download speed. That's what I was getting. Whereas now I'm getting minimum 120, and I did a check the other day, and I was getting like 230 or something. I was like, "This is incredible." That's really good. I'm yeah, so check. I'm glad that happened because I'm now with Virgin, and that's good. Yes, shout out to Virgin <clears throat> there. But, yes, Virgin Media, thank you very much. Uh, but my house is in a bit of a state. It's in a state now. Let me put it into perspective. What my house is like. Have you ever watched Homes Under the Hammer? Yes. You know, whenever Martin Roberts, mm. Martin Roberts is the piano guy. So what do you want to do with this property? Bing bing. You know, the piano <laughs> guy. Have you ever seen that on YouTube? Where he does the piano. Thing? <laughs> yeah. So why? So what made you want to buy this property? And he does the piano thing, the piano keys. A good one on YouTube. Type in Martin Roberts YouTube piano, anybody that's listening, and you see the video, it's hilarious. (laughs) 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 But just imagine Martin Roberts walking into this house and going, like just highlighting all the shit bits and how it needs to be sorted out. That's the way I walked into this house. So I've been... So you're like the before at the minute. Yeah. Well, I've... 
I've done a bit of DIY. We had a bathroom was leaking. I've sorted that out myself, should I add. Done mm. it myself. Well done. Not get some, not get some, like I've been watching YouTube videos and I've, I've literally lived in Wix for the past week, back and forward, spending a fortune in there. And mm. I've done, I've done some plumbing work for my washing machine. I've uh, decorated my girl's bedroom because first and foremost, I've got to get my girls. Because at yes. the minute, it's still just me living in the house. They're living in there. At my my in-laws, which is a pain in the ass. How far away is that? Anyway, well, it's only about half an hour up the road. That's it's not, not too, too bad. bad. It's all it's all motorway, so uh, or mostly motorway. Uh, no, it's, the past couple of weeks have been really really shit, but in a good way because it's moving forward to where we more want to be. Yes, uh, but that is really why I couldn't record last week because I was just going through that. Yes. Why are we here? Why are we recording again? Have we but got something else to talk about? Yes, I mean, well, we have been recording now for, how long is it? 33 minutes. 33 minutes. minutes. <laughs> and uh, we are the... actually a motorbike podcast. Yes, we are actually a motorbike podcast, but there was no racing yes. this weekend. And so there's not really much to talk about. But there is the next race to look forward to. And we do we can talk a little bit about the bikes. Yes. Nobody listens to us for the bikes anyway. No, they don't. <laughs> as soon as we start talking about the bikes, everybody hangs up. <laughs> hangs up, stops listening. Yes. My dad right. said that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, a friend of mine said it when I was at Armoy Road Race. He was like, as soon as you start talking about the bikes, just stop listening because, <laughs> well, they know all that stuff. They, they listen to an actual decent podcast and they yes. know bike stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like... Why would I read somebody's rant on Facebook when I can read the actual BBC News or Sky News or CNN News or whatever yeah. news you want to listen to? People will be going, oh, he's right wing, left wing. I have no idea <laughs> what what wing. All I know is the bird can't fly without both wings. Yes. Take the right wing away, the left wing crashes. Take the left wing away, the right wing crashes. Have no wings at all, and it's a penguin. They're there, so... <laughs> Penguins have I'm a wings. penguin. Yes, but they don't use them. No, they kind of use them more. Well, as they arms. do. They swim with them. Do penguins use their wings? I don't know. No, I don't know. I either. don't know. Right, who am I? Last week was yours. Yes, it was mine. Uh, so I thought it was a bit of an obvious one, really, when I look back on it. So I was born in 1990 in Britain. I have won the Suzuka eight hours race three times, and I have won the BSB Championship in 2013. Now, Ash didn't get this. I thought Ash would have got this. Uh, but it was Alex Lowe's. Yes. I uh, I got that one pretty quick, to be honest. I was listening to it, and I was like... I wasn't 100% sure in every fact, but I was like, 1990, it makes him 33. He said the 2013 BSB Championship, going back in my brain, going back in my head, if I had to like pick a number out, I would have said 2014. Yes. But it's a bit like... Uh, it gets a bit like... Uh, uh, what is it? What's that music competition called on Radio Two? Used to be there. Oh, Hotmaster. yes. <laughs> the one year out T-shirt. Oh, 2014. <laughs> oh, unlucky. Yeah, you're useless. Yeah, it's not Popmaster anymore. It's ten to the top. Is it? I haven't listened to Radio Two in ages. Popmaster's on TV and Channel Four, mate. Is it? Got ten to the yes. They're all there. Ah. Now they've got they've got ten to the top, which is also very good and becoming a favourite of mine as a as a professional driver. Yes, uh, I end up 
listening to uh, Radio 2 quite a lot. I don't know because I'm sad. Uh, right, it's my turn. This is a motorbike podcast. Yes. This week, we don't really have many motorbikes to talk about. <laughs> right, it's my turn this week to do the Who Am I? Uh, I like how you tried to make yours just a little bit more difficult by saying, I was born in Britain. <laughs> just being like, oh, I'm actually from England. That made it so much harder. Right. <clears throat> My who am I? Yes. I was the first Spaniard to win a 500cc Grand Prix race in 1992. Mm. So there's been loads of Spanish since him. Yes. Mark Mar- Mar- Marquez being probably the most amazing one. Uh, second, he was a lot of first, this guy. I was the first Spaniard to win a 500cc championship in 1999. So he blazed the way for Spanish riders, this Yes. Um, and I retired at the end of 2001 season, having won two world championships. The name's not coming to me, but I should know it. 1999. 1999, 500 CC world champion. Right. I'll know the name. When I well, I'll probably end up googling it. But yeah, when I see it, I'll probably. As soon as you Google it, you'll be like, "Ah, oh, I know who yes. that is." But as a, I'll be honest, it's a tricky one. It's a, it's a tricky one. Spaniard, yes. Yeah, I'll tell so, you what bike you read on, but we'll just give it away. Yeah, d- no, right. uh, it's only allowed three clues. If you know the answer to that, and you're still listening to this podcast, if you know the answer, send us an email at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. Or if you're on our Discord, just put it on our general chat. Just be like, this is who I think the Who Am I is. I know everybody else can see it, but you'll probably be the only person, Ryan, who will, <laughs> who will actually answer it. So cheers, mate. Uh, feel free to do that. Right. Well, we crack on with some news. Yes. Insert jingle here. Right. <laughs> Richard Cooper's victory in the two super twin races at the 2022 Northwest 200 have been reinstated after an 18-month appeal process. Richard Cooper had initially been disqualified due to a protest regarding a bracket on his Kawasaki bike. The Motorcycle Union of Ireland Ulster Centre stated that lap and race records were also being re- reinstated. And Cooper's successful appeals have brought his total victories to four at the 2022 Northwest 200, which is good news because mm. it annoys me when somebody gets disqualified on something so minor. Like it's I can understand, yeah. But you know, uh, the other day I was saying about uh, Dan Linfoot, his bike. Yes, he, he might be getting yes, disqualified. Doing something with the yeah, something yeah. with the brakes. Yeah, the brakes are quite a big thing. Like I can understand getting disqualified for having superior brakes, but. A, a little bracket <clears throat> on a on a motorbike. How much difference is that really going to make? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm glad that's. Uh... I seen that on social media. I'll be honest, I didn't read much more than what you've just said there. Mm. But who was given the win? Who who did win it in 2022? Oh, because I did it was taken it. away from him. Um, bear with because me. Because I wonder how they I wonder how they feel about it now. They're probably thinking. 
Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm going to put the bracket in my bike next time. That's right. We hear it be Dan Lamfort. That's who it was. <laughs> uh, I've got it here. Let me just read the. Stuff like this happens quite a lot. Pierre uh, YVES. His name's YVES. Pierre YVES Bian of France. And Republic of Ireland rider Joe Lachlan. Is that how you say it? Joe Lachlan. Well, Lachlan, yeah, that sounds about right. Joe Lachlan. Yeah. Uh, All right. It happens quite a lot in athletics. It's been happening more and more recently where... Yeah. Somebody will be somebody will be reinstated or not reinstated, but they'll find out that somebody that got silver has now been upgraded to bronze because the person or no, sorry, somebody that's got silver and I'll be upgraded to gold because the person that got gold has now been found to be part of a doping scandal from like eighteen months ago. Doping's and rife in that sport. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I like athletics, so I don't want to just shake my head and go, Oh yeah, it is but it probably is. Yes. It's like whenever everybody was like, oh, Lance Armstrong's taking all them drugs. Lance Armstrong, I'm pretty sure himself, came out and goes, well, we all are. <laughs> everybody is. I'm not doing anything that anybody else hasn't done. And I've had cancer, so yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I'm, all in, I'm all in Lance Armstrong's side. I'm like, everybody's on drugs. Like, you watch that. You, watch, you read that book. Who was that dude that's been uh, Higgins? What's his name? Bradley Bradley Wiggins is that? Oh it? yes, yes. Bradley, he had some sort of scandal because he's a he is a asthmatic or something. So he's allowed he's allowed to take these. Uh, it's like almost like an injection or something that gives him, gives him adrenaline mm. to to help with his asthma. But he just so happens to take them at a convenient time that makes him (laughs) go faster on the bike. And there was even an appeal, they were trying to get him disqualified and he had to fight his case to say, no, I'm riding my bike, I feel asthmatic, I need, I don't know if it's an injection or what it is, but I need that, you know, inverted commas, medication. Mm. And it's like, oh, convenient, isn't it? It's just convenient. But so, yeah, and one way or not, like Mo Farah, there's speculation about him whether he was in drugs or not, or whether he was doing the blood doping. You know, whenever you go in the altitude or something and you run and yes. you take blood out of your body. Now, I'm talking about stuff I don't have a clue about. It's all speculation, but yes, I think athletics and cycling and a lot of that and weightlifting and all, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be, I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if drugs is rife. Yes. Andre Iannone would sit that. That's where he should be. <laughs> He should be an athletics. <laughs> he can take all the drugs he wants. Right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't uh, wait for him no, to come it, back. It does. Uh, have you seen his new helmet that he's got? Yes. One of our listeners shared it on our Discord. Uh, he shared a. It was a. Manzi had a picture of like a red hand on his helmet. It was like Wilson. Uh, a picture of Wilson. He said, Remy Gardner. Best helmet. Yes. Was it Remy Gardner? Was that as? Uh, and then he shared another one that said, I'm back, which was. And it's got the I and the A and yellow. Yeah. So it's like E, I think that's a bit tenuous, to be honest. A little clutching the straws, Andrea, you know, at that one. But anyway, it's it does look like a bit of a fuck you to the whole, <laughs> to the whole you know, umbrella organisation of motorcycle racing. is like, so what? I took a few drugs, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. Testing now. Uh, go on to uh, confirm rides. Um 
Taz McKenzie, although we already knew this because it, I think it's part of his contract, but he's now been officially announced for the MIE Honda Superbike in World Superbikes next year, along with Adam Norridan, uh, who is also getting promoted from Supersport, replacing Hafish Shyahin and Eric Granado. I don't know where they're going or what they're doing, but they're not in that team for next year. Yeah, it's good for Taz McKenzie to be announced on Superbikes. Yes, he should have been on Superbike anyway. <clears throat> would you opinion. rather him go to Superbike like he is, or would you rather him be in Supersport on a better team? If Obviously, had... you'd rather be in super. You'd rather be in Superbike than a better team, but that's yes. not an option on the table. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so it's it's basically finished mid-pack in World Superbikes or. Have a potential, have a chance of winning World Super Sport. I'd probably go for a the, better team in World Super Sport. Yeah, because then if you win World Super Sports or even just do well, you're yes. potentially going to get a better bike in World Super Bikes. Yes. Because the the team he's in, they're not unless the World Super Bike mm. potential is a lot better, but they're not exactly no. They all sing and all dance, and like he managed to win a race, but that was a very much what you'd call a conditions win. Like yes. Yeah, yes. he took his opportunity when it was there. Yeah, even the team, even the team, like oh, was it the team owner, the team manager? Uh, the, oh yes, the lady's name. Girl, yes. Even even she was like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, what a race! Holy shit! <laughs> and the thing is, even the factory Honda isn't great in world superbikes they're not even on the factory honda i don't know what sort of spec it is but yeah well Honda's, it's not going to be great Honda's, honda hasn't been good in superbikes for oh, decades yes like even going back to johnny ray whenever he was in the fireblade in the early 2010 11 12 or whatever it was mm. like he managed to win a race here and there i think but he couldn't really do anything with it. And this is a guy that went on to win six championships on the Kawasaki. So I think you can safely say it wasn't the rider. It was yes. definitely the bike. Yes. Why would anybody want to go to Honda? I don't know. Unless they're desperate. Just one confirmed championship. Just one confirmed championship. I cannot say this guy's name. So apologies if I get it wrong. Maximo Quiles. Quiles. Keyless, I think Keyless. it's Keyless. I think the, the Q-U-I in Spanish comes across as key. Oh, yeah, it does, not it? Keyless. Not qui. Keyless. Yes. Keyless Keyless. Maximo Keyless. Keyless. Whatever Something his name like is. That, anyway. He's a 2023 European Talent Cup champion, and it's the second time he's uh, he's won it in that class. Uh, he claimed it was yes. a rookie in 2021, but this is the reason I've highlighted it, really, uh, is he's the first client of the uh, Mark Marquez's management company. Is, was he riding in the Aspar team? Don't know. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I seen this today. It flashed up on one of my social medias. I think it was for the the Aspar Junior team or something like that. Mm. So what was that about, Mark Marquez? The Mark Marquez Academy. Well, I think he's it's his management company, which All I right. think I don't know if he does it with his brother or I don't really know what they do. Whether it's like a sort of mini VR forty six thing mm. at the minute. But that could be quite... I mean, he's obviously a good rider to win that twice. He, he must yeah. have some potential. So maybe he he's, a good, keep... he's, a, he's, he's a good rider to win it twice, but I think the problem is he's too young yes. to move up. Yeah, so, that probably is the case. But, uh, because I, th- I was just going to say, was that uh, the one that um, 
Evan Belford and all that was in. Because I think they took part this weekend in that thing. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did go on to... They did go, I don't know if it was that one. That's a European Cup. That's a European Talent Cup, was that? Yeah. they went into? I, I don't know what they went into. Should have probably researched this. This is why we're not a factual podcast. <laughs> but Evan Belford did go in too, but they're not going in there to compete. They're just going in there. Well, they are obviously going to compete, but they're just going in there to take part yes. before the end of the season and they hope to maybe get a ride for next season. Mm. Some of them maybe are staying in there next season. I think some are moving uh, up. Is Evan Belford going Rebel Rookies, maybe? I can't remember. I can't imagine at this stage of the season there's many championships still running, really. No, no, I can't imagine So it probably was that. If it yeah. was that, folks, and you're listening, you can let us know. We'll 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 Google it. Yes. We're gonna Google it. It's not right now because we're recording, then we have to do an edit, and I can't be bothered doing an edit. So right now we're just gonna to have to keep looking stupid. We don't know. Don't know these things. We should yes. know. We should we know. know. And I should have really found out more about it before I just spouted about it, but you never you know. Yes. Um, but I did Google. I googled Martin Roberts th- tonight to make sure I knew who the piano guy was. <laughs> I didn't do any more of my research. <laughs> yes, um, and I've put silly season here again, uh, and I just wanted to ask you what you made of the rumor of Tommy Bridewell going to Honda UK. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a bit of a shock. I, I, that's a bit of a shock because. Like you mentioned last week, he's the champion. He's yes. the champion. He's on a Ducati. You would think that PBM would want to keep the champion. You yes. think they would want to run the number one. Yes. Uh, and it does kind of bring in that speculation as was there some sort of falling out? Or mm. like you said that Jordan Baird took them both and then gave them both a relican, which yes. they both deserved. Yes. I would argue Tommy Bridewell a little bit more than Glenn <laughs> I would also but agree. I, yeah, but I, I'm going to, I'll hold my hands up and say I'm biased to that because I was a Glenn Irwin fan, but no smoke without fire, eh? So, no. yes, they both they both needed a rollicking. Has, whenever Glenn Irwin said earlier in the season, we know who the people and yes. we know who the people what was there anything there? Like, as, as was there actual some behind the scenes where there's something going on between Tommy Bridewell and the team? I don't know. I think the possibly. Other, like, to try and take away the whole speculation of a fallen out. Now, I'm just spitballing here. I am just trying to come up with another another scenario that doesn't involve a fallen out or anything untoward. A few weeks ago, I'm going back maybe six weeks ago or so, I can't mind what superbike race it was, it was obviously somewhere in Europe because World Superbikes doesn't go anywhere else other than Europe <laughs> or Australia. They, they, they fly. Yes. It's a European Cup that flies away to Australia once yes. a year. What? What? A load of shit. Anyway, I'll come back <laughs> to that. But a few rounds ago, Tommy Bradwell was and he was he was seen in the paddock and they talked to him and he even said himself he was doing a bit of sniffing around. Mm. Maybe for a potential world superbike seat. Now he's thirty eight, so I don't think he's going yeah, to intention to no. really. But he might want to go in there and finish his career in world superbikes, just so he can say, "I was British superbike champion. I had a year or two in world superbikes." You know, just that to kind of put the icing on the cake, the cherry yes. on top. Now you look at world superbikes and you see the potential on the Ducati. 
is there much potential there? They've got Danilo Petrucci, they've got Bautista, they've got Belega. You know, they've got they've got riders, they've got riders literally fighting over the bikes and or MotoGP who could go yes. to World Superbikes. My my point is there's maybe not the opportunity to step into a bride in World Superbikes with a Ducati. Mm. Whereas and the Honda, like we've already mentioned, the Honda and World Superbikes isn't great. So it's maybe it's retention of riders maybe isn't powerfully good. Yes. So there's maybe an easier opportunity to step from British Superbikes to World Superbikes and the Honda than there is with the Ducati. And maybe that's what he's thinking. Possibly. I'm clutching at straws there. Personally, I think PBM Ducati are like, fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's he's went, well, fuck you. I'm the champion. And they've had a fallen out. Possibly. That's what I think. Yes. <clears throat> but I, 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 he'll do nothing on the Honda. No, he won't. Well, well I think he'll, say, he'll still be near the front, but I don't think he'll. I won't say he. I won't say he'd do nothing. He will be competitive, but he won't be. He won't be the championship. Champion. He might be at the. He might be one of them lower ends of the. You know when you you get people in the showdown, it's like oh he's still in with a chance, and it's yes. like yes, if everybody crashes every race from now <laughs> until you know the end of the year, maybe, yes. and he wins everything, maybe. Yes, but. I can't see much happening. No, I can't. If he's made that choice <clears throat> by himself, yeah, I think it's a mistake. So I don't think I think something's happened behind the scenes. Yes, but I, I think PBM PBM are probably thinking after the year they've had, they're probably feeling safe enough that if, if you hadn't have won at Glenarmon, woulda. So yes. we've still got a very strong championship contender. Yes, no, I agree with that. Um, so the only other silly season I've got this week is rumours of Firmino de Guerre being offered a Repsol Honda ride for 2024 and 25. I've seen that as well. So I heard earlier in and the I... season he was lined up for a move to Yamaha before they announced um, Alex Rins. Well, I was thinking about next year about who I would pick for my Moto2, because obviously... There's various Moto Two riders moving up into Moto GP, yes. and I was thinking, who would I pick for my Moto Two championship contender? And I was thinking for me, Aldeguer, because mm. he's a decent rider. I think he's coming. I think he's coming into his own now. Yeah, he's still and, quite young. Yeah, and I think catapult that to next year. He's had a good year. I think he could be a contender next year for Moto Two. But obviously, Honda are maybe looking at that and thinking, do we really want GD and Antonio when we mm. could have? But I, th- I think I honestly, well, that's a different topic. But I still think Gigi Antonio is a decent rider and deserves a chance. But yeah, for me, Guerre, I don't think he's done enough in Moto Two to justify walking straight into a factory team just yet. No, I know it's factory Honda who are struggling, but it's still a factory team. I think that's smoke and mirrors. That I think. Yes. I think that's a way to take. I don't know. I th- I don't know who's doing it, but I don't think there's. I don't. Th- I don't see it happening. I think it's just like I say, smoke and mirrors to try and deflect from something. Yes. Probably just try and take away from the fact that DJ Antonio's going there. Yes. Um. I didn't actually. I normally come on here before we start recording and check to see if there's any last minute news, and I didn't. Well, do I've it. got one. Oh, I've go got on. one. It's not last. It's not last minute news. It's just something I've seen. As you were talking about Richard Cooper and his two thousand and two Northwest Factory, have you seen the? Have you seen the posts on social media about the Irish road racing and the the deal with insurance for next year? I Apparently saw something been, about it. Yeah. 
So, no, I, I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. And again, I haven't gone into great detail in reading it. I just read the post-its in front of me. But apparently they've been offered a deal of approximately £2 million. But they've... The, what's what's the, the, what are they called? The MCUI? Yes. I think it's them. Have basically come out and said that two, £2 million, as much as it's a, an offer, it's not enough. They think it's closer... They need closer to about £6 million. Right. Oh God, we haven't got the situation again with insurance problems. I think it's going to be the same, exactly the same. I, I now Northwest has already come out and said about what they're doing next year, so I think Northwest's safe. I think yeah. they're completely separate. But I think this is going to be a, a year in, year out thing now. Because we were lucky. To, sorry, uh, we were lucky this year that some guy stepped up with and said he basically saved it. He'd pay for it, didn't he? Yeah, well, what we need is oligarchs. We need like some rich, uh, not a Russian, obviously, because nobody likes him. But we need like some rich <laughs> some Saudi Arabian. Yeah, we yeah. Do, we don't want a Russian because you know they're they do horrible things to people. So yes. we'll have a Saudi Arabian come because <laughs> they don't do horrible things to people. Anyway, so let's have their money. Oh yeah, burn the gays. It's fine. Give us your money. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Let's let's have the the people the, the nasty people that we like give us money. Yes. Anyway, I'm being facetious. I'm being flippant, but that's what we need. We need a rich investor to come over. But then the problem is, and it's it's something that we like to tiptoe around. Road racing's dangerous. Road racing's yeah. dangerous, and you, put, you you the reason the insurance is so expensive is because somebody might lose their life, and it's yes. quite. It's quite likely uh, throughout the course of a season that it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's it's not something we like to talk about. It's something like I say we like to tiptoe around, but it's it's very real that it might happen. And who wants to be the investor mm. that pays for that? Yes. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. But the thing is, and I've always stood by this. There's a lot of really people out there, and there's a lot of crazy people who like to go fast. Mm. And road racing, it's not just the opportunity for people to actually be competitive and race and win races. Like, like if I was to go to, if I was to go to like a clubman race in Northern Ireland and the short circuits, I could do a Nuts Corner, Bishop's Court, whatever. I can get a racing license, but even without an actual bike license, I get a racing license. And I think as long as I do six this is the way it used to be. It's maybe changed now, but as long as I do six short circuit races, I can then qualify to do road racing. Yes. And if I like to go fast, and I'm a I'm a really petrol head who likes to go fast on a motorbike, I've got my opportunity and go as fast as I like in the same direction that every other bike's going, knowing that I've got a free road. I'm not mm. out to win the race. I'm just I've paid my money because I want the experience and I want the thrill. Yeah. Now, if you're desperate enough for that. You're going to forget about the fact whether there's a, an open road, a closed road. You just want that thrill. You'll be doing it on the motorway, on an open road, with pedestrians, not pedestrians, but you know, civilians. Yeah. And the police will be there. And people will do it. So I'm not saying road racing is, you know, in some way the saviour of people because it gives them the opportunity. But I, I go back to an interview I heard with Philip McCallum before he started road, road racing, who was an amazing road racer, and he said that he used to ride around the roads thinking he was Jordan Lop, and then one day, I think he had a scare, and he realised, I'm going to kill myself if I do this. Mm. 
So that's why he started road racing because he knew at least everybody's going in the same direction. Yeah, there's no cars coming, so I think road racing helps in yeah, a way. It does. It, it's, it's like these drug like, centres. I I had the other week. I know this is like completely different, but there was like oh, these, I love a digress. Go for <laughs> it. There was like these drug centres being set up so drug addicts can go to these places and have somewhere safe to inject or yeah. do whatever they're doing in a safe environment where they've got like medics and stuff and they're not going to hurt yes. themselves because yes. they know they're going to do it anyway they may as well try and give them yes, somewhere safe to do it and while they're there maybe try and give them some help as well if they want it but yeah it's I know it's completely digressing but it's not digress. it's the same thing look the fact of the matter is they're going to do it I, I stand by this I stand by this these three words I, I stand by this prohibition doesn't work. It doesn't work with anything. You can't stop people taking drugs. You can't stop people drinking alcohol. You can't stop people going out and being really in motorbikes. Just that you can't stop people going out and being really in cars. You can't stop it. So the best way to do is to make it as safe as possible for them to do it. Yes. Oh, I could I could do a whole po- I could do a whole episode about why I am so I'm not pro drug. I'm just so anti <laughs> the way they treat drug addicts. Yeah, and it's like oh you can't you can't smoke marijuana because it's bad for you, but you can go downtown and make a bottle of vodka. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes it's like that that video. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. It makes none whatsoever. But yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you don't provide an opportunity for young men and women to go fast, mm. they're going to do it anyway in unsafe conditions. So yes, it's yeah. Anyway, that's a completely just off. another well, little point as well. Just uh, something you touched on earlier about getting a rich Arab in. Why do they always go into football? <laughs> like, do something because like there's into, money in football. <laughs> just come into motorbikes. You could buy circuits. You could buy the biggest teams, the best teams. You could. The best riders. Yes, but they you can have something so special. They, they do that. They just don't do it in motorbikes. They do it in Formula One. I think they're all involved oh, in Formula God. One. Anyway, we've got a race. We've got a race in Qatar. They go to Qatar. Well, yeah, true. <clears throat> just fund British superbikes. Chuck like hundred million into that. Everybody can ride for free. That'd be <laughs> so good. <laughs> it would be. Anyway, it would be. <laughs> no, he, right. We finished with Sally's season. I've got another point to talk to you about. Right? Oh, no. No, this is just... I was going to talk about British Superbikes. Right, so we've pretty much talked about everything we got to talk about, apart from looking forward to next... Yes. Next week, or the next race, so... Right, we're talking about... I'm going to talk about British Superbikes here briefly. <clears throat> you always say you like British Superbikes because it's lads and dads. Yes. And everybody's got a chance. Yes. But that's bullshit. They don't have a chance. They have no chance. The big teams are always going to win. The big teams will always win the well, championship. Well, I suppose always, when you yeah, but when you've got saying like the British Talent Cup, there's a few sort of privateers in there, and then you've got like the Vision Track Academy and uh, what's the other one, Microlized Cresswell, whatever they're called. They are going to end up winning. But if you can make a name for yourself as a privateer, finishing maybe the top privateer or whatever, then you'll get signed up and then... So yeah, I yeah, suppose yeah, not, I know that. not every... Yeah. But the way I was thinking about it is, because British superbikes, because they don't like to go to too many tracks, they like to just regurgitate the same tracks. Yes. You know? They go to one... They, they basically do a little circuit. 
Mm. And then they do all the circuits again. Yes. Apart from Knock Hill, because it's a car park. And you only want to go there <laughs> once. But anyway, they, so the way I think it was, like all the lads and dads that you talk about, they, I don't know how much, how much info they're getting. They're, they, they haven't got the expensive computers and stuff and mm. you know all the info. Whereas all the big teams, they go round and if they have a bad round at Brands Hatch the first time, they get all the info and all the information. Then they go the second time and they're like, well, we know exactly what to do to the bike because we got all the details from the last time we were here. Yes. Hence, they're going to win. Yes, they will win. Yeah. But I like the idea of lads and dads going. It's like a second-hand bike. It's all they could really afford. It's a bit smashed up. It's held together with duct tape. And they're going out and trying yes. to... <laughs> I like that too. I like that too. It's the... a real... Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like, it's a real sort of Spartacus versus the Roman Empire. Yes. Anybody can... Like on the day, anybody can win. A, a David versus Goliath for a more biblical one. Yes. Because Spar- I, I like to say Spartacus against the Roman Empire because it's actually true. So I like <laughs> to use that one. Anyway, uh, now you keep saying British Superbikes as the best. It is the best. It's the best world. championship. It's, it's very good. Very good. Yeah, it is it extremely is good. good. And you like to talk about how close it was and how tight it is, even though that's all manipulated by, you know, the it's all manipulated by the, the showdown and oh, we'll give you so many points for this and blah blah blah. And and, and again, that just helps the big teams because if they have a bad if they have a bad time at the start of the season, they go back to all the tracks the second right time round and they've got all the information and they're getting more points. Yeah, but everybody's got more information. The point I was going to make is, we're about to look forward to the final triple hit. I can't say this. I, I noticed you struggled in the, in the uh, intro. I started on it. The final... <laughs> there's too many L's and R's in it. <laughs> the final triple header... <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a mouthful, that. Final triple header. Right, we're heading into that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we've got six races, three feature races, three sprints. It's really tight. We've got two... Like, I know Bazzetti's there, but it's not really. We've got two Ducati riders mm. who are, at the minute, 13 points apart. Like, And there's... Never go to the same track twice. There's been, what, 20... There will have been, by the time we finish this this year... Really, that's a beard. By the time we finish this year, we'll have, what, like, 20, 21, 22 rounds? Yes, yeah, Going all like around the world... All around the world, and it's thirteen points, man. Tell me that's not exciting. It is Come very on. exciting, it, but it, British it, superbikes but is big, better. No, it's bigger. It's better. Not only is it bigger, it's better. It's just as tight. Come on, it's just the because best it's bigger, it doesn't make it better. But it's uh, look. If it was, if you were trying to be like, oh, so it's bigger, and it's like World Superbikes. You're thinking World Superbikes was crap this year. Yeah. But the MotoGP goes all around the world. Take note, World Superbikes. MotoGP <laughs> goes all around the world. All these different countries, all these different continents, all these different rounds. Race after race, sprint race, feature race. They've not had a they've not had a consecutive champion since two thousand eighteen. Nineteen, sorry, two thousand nineteen. Yes. Mark Marquez won it. Mark Marquez won it. And then was it Joao Mir won it after that? No, fa- yeah, Joao Mir, and then Fabio Quattararo, yes, and then it. and then Banyaya, and if 
Martin winds up with the fifth champion in the world five years in a row that's down to 13 points and you're telling me it's not the most exciting race it's not in the, the world. most exciting it's just it the, is the very exciting race, the, the only reason you like world or the only reason you like British Superbikes more is first and foremost we can we can accessibly go to yes accessibly go to one of the rounds which is amazing that's incredible that is good can't do that with MoGP unless you're rich yes or it's the British round even going to the French round costs a lot of money, or the German mm. round, or the Dutch round. But British Superbikes, we can just go to one of the races. Yes. And you know some of the, well, not just you, we, but you know them better than, much, much better than I do. But you know, you know a team. You know people in the paddock. That's yeah. why you think it's more exciting. Cause it's you more accessible. Are, yes. That, yes. But I'm talking about. Like you're you're too much with your heart, man. And then like you can walk like, into Astro and see Dean Harrison in there. Like we well, did at Mark Hill. Like you could maybe walk into Asda and see Jorge Martin. <laughs> like, you might in like, a meal deal. Imagine Imagine like you're at Silverstone, you think I'm just gonna to pop to the local supermarket to pick myself up some supplies for the weekend. You walk in there and there they are. There's like Firmino de Guerre's there. I don't know why I packed him out, but there's Jorge Martin, Mark Marquez is there. Yeah, they're all there. they're all they're like. If you've ever walked into a Tesco's, I'm going to shop at Tesco's or maybe Sainsbury's. I'm not going to Aldi. Or no, Lidl. I don't. I don't like not, Aldi or Lidl. Uh, not a peasant. <laughs> I need to wash myself when I come out. Actually, I'll be honest, I've got a bottle of wine called Sacred Hill, which I did get from Lidl, because there's a Lidl next door. Oh, they do exceptional wine. That's that Really, plug Lidl for, Lidl for their wine. It's nice, really nice wine. So mm-hmm. I do go on to Lidl. I was, again, I was being facetious. Uh, but yeah, my, you go on to Tesco's, and upstairs in Tesco's, there's like, there's like sometimes there's a greasy spin. You know the way sometimes yes. you walk down to your local supermarket, there's like a greasy spin upstairs. Yeah. They're all up there. They're up there eating like smashed avocado and poached eggs. I can't imagine Mark Marquez and uh, the likes eating like a greasy fry up. No. It's no. disgusting in them places. We had to go there when we was moving house because we didn't have any breakfast stuff. It's and we had to go. Horrible. It was just the cutlery was so dirty, and I was just oh. looking at this bloke, like this builder, and he was just minging. I was like, "This fork has been in somebody like that his mouth," and I, I couldn't really. eat. It was disgusting, and the beans tasted like fish. You oh, are God, you are, you are such a recluse. Though. <laughs> you hate stuff like that. Yes, yes, I do. You're so- you're so such a snob. I'm not a snob. I just like to be clean. You are and... a snob. <laughs> what was it? I can't. What was it? I did the other day, and you were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "You're such a snob." That's why I can't remember what it was. I no, I can't the remember. There was something. Well, there was me doing like straight bar dips on the supermarket trolley but that's not uh, that's not what I was talking about there was something I did in terms of food or eating or something and you were like that's disgusting and I was like you're just a snob anyway <laughs> that's digressing yes yeah there is possible you could maybe see a MotoGP rider in a supermarket that's <laughs> the point I'm saying yes um yeah so so World Superbikes is over yes obviously we've touched on this I'll try not to keep you up too long. It's fine. Digress. It's fine. We have touched on this previously. The next year's calendar. Oh, God. Right. How much of a disappointment it, was that? It's so pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> it's such a pathetic 
calendar. Yeah, go to Spain. Was it three or four times? Four times, I think they go to. Yeah, Is it, I think I think they're doing all of them. They're doing the Catalan, Navarro, Navarra. Jerez and... Valencia, is what, it? Valencia, yeah, something like that. They're four times, and I think they're going... But they're only go, they're only coming to the UK once. Yeah. Like, you can't go you can't go to Silverstone, Brands Hatch, Donington Park. Well, let's just do one. I think they're... Are they doing Italy twice? Mazzano? Think, yeah, and Italy what? twice. San Marino? It annoys me, though, all the Spanish rounds. That instead of just calling it a Spanish round, they're like, oh, it's the Catalan round, or it's... The Valencian round or something like that, and it's like just because they're not, are they're not, is there not one of them that's a Spanish round, and the rest of them are just I yeah. Don't know, but, but it's it's all in Europe apart from the one round that's in Australia. Yeah, and they want to call us the World Superbikes. Mm. It well, does. It's not like, a World Superbike like, Champion. It's like European. British, British Superbikes is going to is it Navarra yeah. next year, and they test in Navarra. Let's call it the the European Superbikes then, because they go they're in Europe. Yes, go to Europe once. I said that quite weird. They're in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so why, why? I don't get it. Well, I do get it. They're obviously struggling mm. to get onto tracks. But why are they not going? They could go to America at least twice. You could go yeah. to Circuit of the Americas and you could go to Laguna Sega. You can go to Argentina. You could go to Brazil. Brazil doesn't even have a MotoGP. Yeah. And Surely they could they go to a... Japan and uh, that like, side of the world. Like, like going back, like if Brazil doesn't have a MotoGP, surely they would bite your hand off for an opportunity to have motorbikes come there. Yeah. Because if there's motorbike fans in Brazil, they're going to be like, well, they don't bring MotoGP here, so let's go to the World Superbikes. Yes. And there are Brazilian riders. Canada, ca- Canada's got a, a F1, so they've obviously got a capable track. Why not go there? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Japan. Like Japan's like the home of Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki. You know, <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, that's it's, very it's, strange. It's very strange. It's not right. It's just that is just a European Cup. That, I think that, it's it's Dorna that's it doing it. It's not like they're short of money. I don't know how it works with getting overseas, but surely they can go wherever they want. Surely they can say, "Look, we're Dorna. We've got a world championship. Let us race yes, in the country." And, um, but then, like, last year where it's like, oh, we can't go to Argentina because for some reason, oh, political, blah, 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 whatever. And Dorna has basically just rubbed her hands and went, oh, we'll save a few bob here. Mm. Let's just keep it in space, shall we? <laughs> oh, yeah. La mejor, la mejor. I think that means the best in Spanish or something. My Spanish no great. But, yeah, so it's like, yeah, come on. You've yeah. got a European championship and you go to Australia. Yeah. Don't call it like I'm begrudgingly call it World Superbikes now. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm with you on that. And you have to think about this is like a little bit of like you know the way I'd like to complain about the tracks and British Superbikes and how I think sometimes they're too small. Mm. And uh, there's better tracks to go to, and that's why I'm in favour of them doing a flyaway every year. Yes, I know that's slightly the point I'm going to make. If you're going to Spain four times and you're doing four different tracks, surely Spain's got one course which they have the creme to the creme. Like maybe yes. they have a couple that can fight for it. Like mm. we've got Donington Park or Silverstone. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're going to it four times, the tracks you're going to be riding on, they're not exactly going to be like they're going to be good enough, suitable, but they're not exactly They're not classics. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd say Hareth and Catalonia. I say they're the two really, which which are the but best. But realistically, realistically, you should be going to every country once and yeah. at, a, at a at a push maybe twice. Yes, at a push like America's a big big ass place. You yeah, could, you could go there twice. I understand why you just want to go there once logistically, mm. but you could maybe go there twice. Spain, I get, it's got massive, massive bike culture, massive motorbike racing culture. Some of the best motorbike riders in the world at the minute are Spanish. So, yes, two rounds there. I, I get that. Four. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Especially, like, four. And it's not it's special. It's not special going to Spain now because they're just there every week anyway. So, it's go to somewhere like Indonesia yeah. where there's, like, massive fans, that the market and all that, it's... Oh, the yes, passion's so yes. much bigger there. Thailand. You could go to Thailand. Yeah. Why are they not going to these places? <laughs> Why? And it, it seems like they're not even attempting to do it. Like, obviously, behind the scenes, maybe they are. But you think if they were making some effort, there would at least be one round in Asia. Yeah. At least be one round in the Americas. Come on. Or even use it as, like, a sort of trial for the MotoGP, like when they wanted to go to Kazakhstan and... And all them places go there first with the world superbike, see how it gets on. Because you're yeah. just testing ground for, yeah, you could do that. But can you imagine next season, like even this season to an extent, but this season at least they've not even not gone to Asia this year at all, no, not. and they obviously end up not going to Argentina. But next year, you're in the world inverted commas, world superbikes, and you won it, and you're holding the champion up going, yay, I'm a world champion, I guess. <laughs> it just, to me, it just seems a bit pathetic. Yes, I agree. But obviously, obviously, the racing's still good. The, the racers are still good. They're still yeah. challenging themselves. They're still yes. against equally competitive riders. It's just, come on, make a Dorda, make a better effort. Get World Superbikes as a world championship. It's a European championship, and it's just make some effort, Dorda. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I, no, I agree with that. So drink it. Oh, Jesus Christ! You were on the beers earlier. <laughs> uh, no, not beers. That's plural. I had a beer. A beer. Sorry. And I am drinking my Sacred Hill Pinot Noir, two thousand two reserve. From New Zealand, Lidl wine. I like New Zealand wine. Did I tell you I was in New Zealand and I worked in the grapevines for eight months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been around the world, you know. Yeah, you, you, you never mentioned it. You touched on last week. Yes. I've not been around the whole world. <laughs> last week you're like, he's been around the world once. Well, <laughs> come on, not many people, not many people go around the world at all. Never mind once. <laughs> And actually, there's a, a hell of a lot more countries I've not been to than what I have actually been to. Yes. Yes, I don't really travel much. I've only been out of Europe once, and that was to Qatar. Saw the MotoGP there in 2017. In the dark. In the dark, when Zarco nearly got his first win on his debut in MotoGP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then seven years later, he did eventually get one. Yes. Take up all this time. Here's a random question for you, right? Because you were at that race, mm. I'm going to use football as an example, but are you ever watching a game of football on the TV 
and you see it going in front of you and you think somehow that if I was there I might have just changed the atmosphere just that tiny little bit things might have been that little bit different and the result might have been different I do sometimes think that like, <laughs> or if I didn't buy a burger or something before the game and I was five minutes later I don't know I always <laughs> think like if just it's is it called the like the butterfly effect or something like if a butterfly uh, flaps its like that, yeah. wings some, once or something I well, can't remember. I think that's to do with time travel, but yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, if, yeah. If you did something ever so slightly different, yeah, it's like Donnie Darko. Have you ever seen that movie? That kind of touches on it a little bit. Mm. Yeah, but scientifically, it stands up. Like if I'm there in the crowd, that means somebody else that was there is not there. And I might do something different that they didn't do, which yeah. might spark some completely a completely different chain of reaction, which might end up resulting in my team or Johan Zarko in that case actually winning the race or yeah. winning the game. We're or if you got there at a football. different time, you affected the traffic yeah. differently, they got stuck oh, at a red light yes. that they wouldn't have done. Yes. Yes. It could have Oh Brian. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yeah. That you're watching your you're watching your team getting battered and you think, Have I had been there? Have I been different? <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been. You still would have got battered. You'd have just been enjoying it more because you'd been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> not yes. talk about the football today. Well we chat we we've not had no, very good results. No. Well we lost two 0 you drew one all. I honestly thought we were going to batter Luton. Like I, I was like, come on, it's Luton. We're going to absolutely batter them. We I thought to. exactly the same about Nottingham Forest. I thought we we can't <laughs> stop winning at the minute. We're just going to batter I them. I think, I think so far in 2023, you're the only other team that has won as many games as Man City. Like within yeah. 2023, not that. So yeah, you're doing really well. And I like I, yeah, I didn't didn't see that coming. But I didn't. I wasn't even watching the Liverpool game. I was kind of switched off by this stage. Mm. Because I was making dinner, the girls were here, and uh, and then my phone, my phone vibrated. It was BBC telling me, and I looked at it, and I had to look at it twice because it said Diaz ninety fifth goal, but it was one each, and I was like, we were one 0 down, <laughs> we were actually getting beat by Leighton. I was like, what? Yes. Fucking hell. Oh, like before we go on to your predictions, just briefly go on to this. So. As me living in this house at the minute, I am here because the dog and the cat are here. So I can't leave the dog and the cat. That's why I'm living in this house by myself. And my wife and my kids are in my in-laws because the house is its almost at a levelable standard now. I've fixed the bathroom, I think. Uh, I've fixed the washing machine and the plumbing and the kitchen. And I've, I've had a dehumidifier in the house for the past four days just running constantly i've got mm. it off now for the recording it's just been running constantly and i've got like a good 10 liters of water out of my house oh my like God. my house is just yeah well 10 liters i'm being i'm i'm using hyperbole there probably about two liters <laughs> you know i like to exaggerate it's probably about two liters of water but even that two liters is like jesus come on yeah two liters of water because i think the tenants that was in this house was drying clothes and in the house and not open windows when they were showering and stuff. Anyway, rah, rah, rah. Oh, my house went dumb. So, yeah, oh, it's annoying. So I've had the dehumidifier running for four days constantly and that's a big old lump of a thing to have in your landing. And Right, but my point is, my house, uh, tomorrow I'm going to finish the decorating in the girls' room. 
the dehumidifier's done its work, the house doesn't smell as bad now, there's fresh paint all over the place so it's starting to smell nice, I've had the doors open, the windows open, my dog's farting and shitting anyway so he's making it smell a bit more homely. Uh, but for the past couple of days my girls have been going to school because they're at school nearby and then they've been coming to see me for a couple of hours mm. and then they've been going back to their grandma's house and today it really, I'm, a, I'm a child of divorce as I believe you are as well. Yes, you you yes. are as well, yeah. And it just brought it all back to me. I was like, "This is fucking horrible." <laughs> like you're coming and you're coming and you're coming and spending like an hour with me. You know, we're eating dinner like a family. Now mm. I'm not going through a divorce. That's not what's happening. <laughs> we start before before my mum listens and starts putting two and two together. That's not what's happening. Uh, as just a shit situation. But it brought it all back to me. I was like, "This is fucking horrible." Yeah. Like, like I'm. Spending a couple of hours with you and then I cuddle you and kiss you and you walk out and you go back to your real home. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, this is fucking horrible. And I was like, if there was ever an advert for why I don't want to get divorced, this week has been it. Yeah. Been like, uh, like, what? Fuck this. This is shit. <laughs> this, is, this is like, you kind of think, yeah, I'll get divorced and I'll live the party life. And I'm like, no, just really, really depressed. And I drank myself to sleep. So, yeah. So anybody, any just to get a little bit more serious, anybody that is going through that, my heart goes out to you, seriously, yes. honestly, because it's fucking horrible. I'm not even getting divorced, <laughs> and, but it's horrible. It just feels really, really bad. Don't like it. Can't wait to get back to normal and have my whole family. How long do you reckon me. it'll be before everyone's back and you're uh, settled? Uh, well. I reckon I'll push tomorrow, but I'm going to finish painting the girls' room tomorrow, so I don't want them coming in and sleeping there. Mm. And I've got a, I've, I've fixed the shower, I've fixed the problem in the shower, and, but I still need to test it. So basically the shower, I was taking a shower and the water was running from the bathroom down into what as we're going to use as an office. Right. So we could see that there's a big dump patch on that wall. And then God. the other day I was having a I was having a shower and we could see the water coming through the roof onto oh, the God. office. But I got a plumber out and the plumber was decent. He came out and he he charged for the R and he came out and he says, Right, mate, show me your problems. So I went round and showed him the problems and he told me what to do. He says, Go buy this, do that, do this. He says, I could do it for you, but I'll be here three or four hours and it'll cost you a fortune. So yeah. he says, I'll show I'll show you what to do and you do it. He charged me for the hour. He was, no, it wasn't. He still charged me fucking <laughs> 50 quid the cunt to come out and do that. I was like, I was like, he could have done that over the phone. <laughs> he could have done it over the phone for free. But he came out. It was good of him. It was good of him. He could have come out and rinsed me. He could have. But he came out. He took me around the house. He showed me all the things. Because I'm capable of doing it. I just don't know what the problems are. You know, mm. I can fix things. I just don't know how to figure out the problem because I'm not experienced. So he went around the house. He was like, you want to do this, you want to do that. Uh, so I've done all that. So fingers crossed, I've done it right. The the room's been decorated. The shower's been sorted. The plumbing worked in the kitchen. I had the so you know the white pipes behind your washing machine and all yes. that. They were all leaking. So I, it was like a Lego set. I had to take take them off. I had to take them all off. Mm. Take them down to Wix and buy the appropriate parts and then put them all <laughs> back together again. My kitchen units were hanging apart. I had to take them apart and build them again. Oh, God, this sounds are... so stressful. I couldn't do I, that. I know it was. <laughs> Ash is a joiner and he's all like, oh, I build kitchens. 
Let me put it this way: it's not that fucking hard to build. <laughs> I've, pra- I've practically taken mine apart and built it again, and I was like, "Fuck, I can do this." <laughs> Easy enough. People do night classes and learn how to build kitchens. For fuck's sake! Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at me, I build kitchens. You don't even build kitchens anymore. You're fucking useless. <laughs> do any joinery work? Worst joiner ever. <laughs> Almost forgot that we were supposed to be slagging off Ash. That's all. Yeah, I did. Not and you just come back to me. Uh, yeah, so it's been. <laughs> it's been horrendous. Oh, don't, my shed's fucked too. <laughs> Sheds and pieces. Needed a new shed. But my problem is that I've got a fence, and then my shed. So my fence goes there, like a bird's eye view. My fence goes there, but my shed's like that. So this bit here is in next door neighbour's garden. So if I take my shed down, there's a gap into next door neighbour's garden. Oh, God. Now, I've already spoke to my neighbour, and he's like, it's fine, take your shed down and get a new one. And I goes, yeah, but if I take it down, it's going to be ten days at least before I get a new one, so we'll have this hole. Mm. And it's the winter time; it's raining all the time, so I'm probably going to have to wait until the summer before I get a new shed as well. So, yeah, problems, mate. Absolute yes. problems, I'm telling you. You need an ash. Well, actually, I like doing all that stuff for myself, but... I don't. I hate it. I can't do it. I probably could, maybe, if I really put my mind to it, but I'd... I've messed well, it up. Put it this way, I've done things this week that like, I always knew was capable. I've worked in building sites before. I've done a bit of labouring. I was an apprentice electrician. I did about three years electrical work. Like I can turn my hand to most things. Like mm. I said, I just need to know what the problem is. But I have done things this week. Like I like I, I was joking when I said it's easy to build a kitchen. The amount of effing and blinding I did. <laughs> but I had about three or four units that I literally had to take apart because it's like I can see the problem. Yes. I know how to fix it, I just can't get into it. So I had to take the whole fucking thing apart and rebuild it and then go onto wax and be like, have you got this sort of screw to get onto this? And they're like, yeah, here's a pack of 50. And it's like, I only need five. <laughs> like, oh, well, four ninety nine for the whole pack. All right, then, cheers, I'll take that then. <laughs> now I'm left with all these screws. And I'm a man, I don't want to throw screws away. So I've got a whole toolbox full of screws that I'll never use. But, yeah, so... It has been super stressful. But at the end of it, at the end of it, I can look back at my... Ha- oh, have you seen my uh, wallpapering? Yeah, your wallpapering's actually very good. I couldn't do that. I've never wallpapered in my life before. That was the first time I wall... I've always avoided wallpapering because I remember watching my mum do it when I was young and I thought, that looks fucking horrendous. I've never <laughs> that. And then I, I, this week I realised that she was doing it all wrong. She was just completely doing it wrong. And the reason she was bad at it is because she didn't know what to do, because she didn't have YouTube to tell her what to do. Yeah. So, wallpapering is a piece of piss. So I couldn't do it. In fact, I think I saw somebody doing it in our old house, and I'm pretty sure I just started eating the wallpaper paste because it tasted weirdly nice. I was only about eight. I I got a taste for it. Yeah, I got a taste for it. I was like, "Mm, I'm going to have some more. I think even at eight, I think even at eight years old, you should be old enough to understand you can eat wallpaper based. That's just coming from the guy that doesn't like using the knives and forks and Tesco. <laughs> the builder might have eaten them. He's eating wallpaper based. Yes. Yes. I used to eat uh, butter dipped in sugar, and then I'd eat that. That was quite nice. Yeah, I used to eat butter. I used to just... My mum says every time she turned her back, I was in the fridge with a spoon just eating the butter <laughs> out of the tub. 
Do you know what I've right. discovered this week, actually? Well, not discovered. I saw a YouTube video of, uh, it was Dr. Khan off the doctor's program. And he was saying about dates, how really healthy they are for you. So I bought some dates because I've never had them before. And they are amazing. Yeah, I can't believe you've never had a date before. Yeah. They're really, really I tasty. Read that. You know the way you look at a message and you just kind of scam over it, you don't really read it. You just look at it and you pick out words and you mm. kind of understand what they're going on. I read that and first of all I thought you were saying you'd been on a first date. And I was like, did did, did Nicola and Chappie never go on a date before they were married? <laughs> and then I read it, properly read it. I was like, you've never had a date before. I was, no, I never had I one. I went through... I went. I still do eat dates occasionally, but I went through a stage where I was practically addicted to dates. They're so nice, really good. And if you're making smoothies, they're really good in smoothies too, because they're really sweet. But they've got a low glycemic index, which apparently is really good. So, like, your sugar doesn't actually spike. So, if you're diabetic, yeah, and you want a sweet treat, apparently dates. No idea what you're talking about. I'm just (laughs) going to say yes. Yes, that's true. Great. Yes. And they taste nice. Yes. But but I would say it's that's true. I'm not doing really disagree with you. you. Oh, yeah. But it's... Uh, you know the way people say if you're, if you're, on, a, if you're on a hike mm. or if you're out marathon running or something, you should eat jelly babies. Well, no. Cut up dates. Take dates and cut dates up. Yeah. Eat little bits of dates. Just the same thing. Yeah. Uh, have you had the ones with the seeds on it? Yeah, that's what we've pipped. got, which is really annoying. So I've got to keep cutting them open, taking the. No, you don't want the pepped ones. No, because you because fu- you fucking eat them. <laughs> you just yeah, I suppose. And, and they're really, really high in calories. <laughs> like if you look that, you're like, oh, I'm on a, you know, I'm trying to keep my calories low. You eat like four dates, and you're like, holy fuck, I'm yeah. just eating about four million calories. Well, I but you do... see when they're pepped. You just smash them. Yes, well, I do my fitness pal, as you know, and I logged them earlier. Yes. I had four. And it came to, bear with me, this is an interesting podcast, it came to 217 calories for four days. 217 calories doesn't seem like a lot, but yeah, they're tiny, not very big. No, they're really not. But also, something else I found out about them, uh, if you're an overdue pregnant woman uh, and you eat them, they induce labour. There's something in there, some chemical that induces labour and uh, is used for like contractions and stuff as well. So if yes. you're overdue well, labour, have a date. Well, according to our uh, <laughs> according to our midwife, if you're an overdue pregnant pregnant woman, what really helps is cunnilingus. <laughs> right. There. <laughs> <laughs> Something I was going to talk about there. Uh, <clears throat> whenever you were telling me about the dates, and I didn't know if you were right or not, I just assume you're right. Mm. Isn't it annoying whenever you know you're right and you say something and the person you're talking to goes, yeah, I don't know. And you're like, yes, you do know because I just told you. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, you do fucking know I just told you. And they're basically saying, yeah, I don't think you're right. <laughs> like you're there, you're talking about a subject that you know something. Like say you're talking about motorbikes because we know too much about motorbikes yes. for the average normal person. <laughs> and you're talking about it and you're like, yeah, definitely uh, Valentina Rossi wasn't on a factory bike in 2001 when they won the five. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, mate. Yeah, 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 I don't know. And it's like, it's true. You do know because I've just told you. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fuck. 
I'm right. And yeah. you want to scream at them. I know. But then you're just, then you're just being childish. <laughs> yes. I Should agree. we do our predictions? Shall we? Well, the thing with this you, is I did my predictions. Well, I did them, but I didn't write them down. So I had to do them again earlier. And I couldn't be bothered going through last week's podcast to try and find what I'd said. So I've gone with what I think I would have said. Okay. I'm hoping I'm right. Well, I've 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 completely went. This uh, is good. I like. I went completely off topic. I'm not off topic. Mine. I just went all balls out in mine. So next week is Sapang, and as we know, it's Sapang. There's a little bit of a. We're back on the bike talk here again. <laughs> so <laughs> as we know, it's Sapang. Uh, there's a little bit of an anomaly because there is a wild card there. Ooh, something yes. we forgot to mention last week. S- Yes, something you forgot to mention last week, which I didn't bring up in my feedback because I'm mentioning it now. Ooh, yes. Yeah. So, Chappy, put us out of misery. Who's at supplying next week? Alvaro Bautista is wildcarding yeah. on the factory Ducati. And whilst you were doing your predictions last week, you were just like, oh, let's talk about Sapang and our predictions. And not once. Not, uh, no, I'm not saying you have to put them down as who you go to think is going to win. But not one time did you say, oh, and there was World Superbikes on last week as well. Not one time did you go, oh, yeah, Alvaro Batista's racing and supplying next week. That's, that's an interesting topic to talk about. Yes. You're just too busy going, oh, Sam didn't turn up because he's a dick. <laughs> The fucking dickhead. <laughs> yes, we How were. Dare, how dare he have a life? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. This is going to be a Ducati-dominated weekend, I think, because it's just those two massive straights. Although Moto3 will be good with the slipstreams down them straights. It's going to be someone like Josh Watley coming from 20th to take the lead. God, it's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be so good. Sometimes in Moto3, though, like... <laughs> If somebody can manage to just break away ever so slightly in Moto3, mm. straight or not, you can't... Like, if, if their bike's just a little bit faster, I don't know. Mm. It will be good, I it think will. so. Anyway, the predictions. Yes. Yes. So Ooh, for MotoGP right. Well, you, you just went through it last week, so... It should probably be the same if you listened to last week's episode. The only difference is I'm going to give my predictions as well. Yes, and mine might be the same. They might not be. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to both of them as a comparison. Yeah. I've listened to it twice now, and I still I listened to last week's episode twice, and I still couldn't tell you who you picked. No, I, I'm going to have to listen back and see how. How do we expect our listeners to care when we don't give a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go first. Yes. I have, I've gone, I've gone all out on the sprint. I've just gone belly big bollocks. I'm like, fuck it, Bautista is going to win, and I really want he's him to. Going, he's just going to come out, and he, he's going to throw his little tiny thin fifteen kilo too light golden balls to the wall. Yeah, I saw him in his little golden leathers. I hope he turns up in them <laughs> golden leathers. Imagine he did. I am a champion. <laughs> I shouldn't do an accent. He should turn up and they'll be like, I'm a world champion. And all the MotoGP riders will be like, You're barely a European champion. <laughs> Welcome to Asia, by the way. We like to race here every now and again. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> well, I went with uh, yeah. Peko Bangnaya. And Ash went with Jorge Martin. Yes. MotoGP Reyes, because I don't think Batista's going to win it, and the rest were picked, so I went with Bezeki, because like you said, it's probably going to be a Ducati dominant, so I yes. just went with the next Ducati rider. <laughs> uh, I went with Bangnaya again. And Ash went with Jorge Martin again. Yes. We just seem to pick the oh, favourites. I would love it if Bastista won. I would as well. Every week in World Supers, I want him to but not come off. I want him to have a technical problem and not finish. I was listening, I was listening to another motorcycle podcast the other day because it was decorating. And you, have, you, have you listened to one podcast and you come, the, you come to the end of that podcast... Spotify just picks another podcast for you to listen to based on what you normally listen to. Right. And it brought on this motorcycle podcast, and I listened to it the whole way through. And one of the presenters, one of the presenters, one of the commentators, one of the hosts, I should say, one of the hosts basically said, World Superbikes riders aren't as talented as MotoGP riders. And then they spent the next 10 minutes trying to dig themselves out of a hole. And I was like, no, fucking... Throw yourself in that grenade. I'll throw myself in that grenade. World Superbike riders are not as good as MotoGP riders. They're not. And I think Batista will struggle as much as I says he's going to win. Yes. I think he'll struggle. And they're all... Yeah. But I, th- but I, th- I finish... think if he's, going to win, if he's going to win anything, it'll be the sprint, I think, because yeah. it's quick. I still think he's going to finish ahead of Digian Antonio, though. <sighs> Yeah, but is he on a factory spec bike? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to send. Him, they're not going to send him in there like, you know, yesterday's news. <laughs> Could yes. you imagine? Imagine Mark Marquez went to World Superbikes. I don't know how he'd get I on. Think, I think he could. I think he could beat him in the lawnmower. To be honest. <laughs> No, I, I think he'd struggle, because I, I sometimes think about what he'd do if he came to British Superbikes. But then I think Scott Redding came over and just dominated it in his first season. I can't wait to see Ian Oney. Yeah. That's how the discussion in the other podcast came up. They were talking about Ian Oney and how, you know, just because he did okay in MotoGP. Mm. I, right, predictions Moto2. You can go first this time. Uh, I've gone... Although he's yet to win a race, Aaron Cannett. Yeah, he's only got three chances left. <laughs> he's not moving to MotoGP, has he? No, he's he's there he's next staying year, in Moto2, so he's got next year as well. But I honestly can't see him winning a race this year. I don't think he will. I, I hope he does. I quite to, like the guy. He's not even close to a title contender now, though. No, I thought he'd have a better year I, than he had. Like you're still picking him as if he's up there fighting week in week out. He's not. He's barely. He's barely even mentioned now. Mm. In fact, Moto Two is boring, and it has been yeah, boring for the past couple of weeks. It's not because great. Pedro Pedro Costa is so far ahead. Because Arbelino fell off the ball a bit. Pedro Costa is so far ahead and is dominating so much that he doesn't even have to try anymore. He just has to come out and be consistent. Yeah. So there's, there's like no jet. 
It needs like four points to win the championship or something. Something really. like that. There's just no jeopardy in it. It's too like World Superbikes. There's just no jeopardy in the fact that you know these. It's, mm. it's, it's obvious. So yes. yeah, uh, I have gone for Pedro Costa. Oh, I'm just going to pick the easy option. Oh, yes, <laughs> I have gone for Firmino Aldeguer because he's he has started to pull it out of the bag the past couple of weeks yes. and because I couldn't think of anyone else <laughs> right, so I thought maybe Jack Daxon but ban him ban him <laughs> uh, last week Jack Daxon you were mentioning about his uh, his little accident that he had yeah when he just rode into the uh, side of uh, was it Vietti yes ban him do you dangerous do you, do you think did he walk back to his trailer or you know whatever, and just think Huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did did Vietti come off straight away? No, I think it was the next corner. Which I don't know if he but, got tangled with someone else or whether Jake Dixon kind I, of put him off. I, I, I seen the results and it says they both came off in the same lap. Yeah. And then I seen that happening and I had to watch it back again. I was like, but Vietti never come off. No, I'm so pretty he, sure it was like the next corner or the corner after. But you, you would think that was maybe on his mind, the fact that... Possibly. Jake Dixon just... <laughs> just trying to use him as a break. Gran Turismo. I love how we just coined this Gran Turismo pass. This is a thing now. I'd love it to go just go viral and everybody being like, oh, Gran Turismo pass. I wonder who came up with that. And even though we didn't come up with it, we just yeah. use it. Uh, Moto 3. Moto 3. Now, I was going to pick your prediction. I wish I had now. In fact, I probably I did last with... week. Well, I don't know. But you didn't last week. So, why did you delete it off the dog? Why I never put it on there in the, the first place. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I went for David Alonso. It's a good shout. I wish I went with him. But instead I went with Jamal Messier. And Ash went for Suzaki again. Has he uh, won a race yet this year? No. Oh. He's been close, but he keeps getting pipped at the post. Mm. And I think he's out of the championship now because he's... He, a few rounds ago, was it India or Indonesia? I'm not entirely sure, but... He cr- he had a he crashed in the warm up lap or something, and then he stalled on the grid, and then he was basically last, and he managed to get himself up to like one or two points or something like that. Yeah, I think and then he start- crashed. Sorry, I was just and saying. Then the, the, the week or two weeks after that, he crashed. So yeah. I think he's I think he's out of the championship now. Well, I think the start of last week he was four points behind Messia. Or something like that. It was very close, but then he crashed out, and now it's like... But he crashed. 20-odd, because I'm pretty sure Messiah won. No, Messiah finished fourth, but he still gained a lot of points on him. Well, David Alonso's in fourth, and he's 25 points behind. Yeah. I'd love Alonso to win it. But I I want Messiah to win this year. No, I want Alonso to win. I'm straight on that hype train. Yeah, last week, listening to the podcast last week, and you were like... At the same time, in the same breath, basically, Ash was going, oh, Sam's not even put his predictions down. Oh, he's so shit. He's not put his predictions down. Chippy, who have you predicted? And you're like, I've not put mine down yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck off, Ash. You don't do the predictions. You're not the week. Yes. No, it should have been this week we did the predictions. Yes, should have been. Mm. But, 
you just fold it. Like I wasn't the host. Card. I wasn't the host. Right. Here's a question that you posed a few weeks ago that we never got round to asking. Right. But I don't want to ask it because you weren't here and it was your question. I can't remember you were this. asking, you were asking, maybe I've put you in the spot. If you, you have, because I haven't out. thought of a question, uh, the uh, answer to I'll it. Just, I'll just edit it out then. Uh, but I'll ask you anyway, in case you do have it. You were asking if, the, if there's anything in motorcycle racing that we would like to change. Uh, yes. I would change uh, this whole buying a seat thing. I don't like how people who have the money get the good rides. Or like in Moto2, is yeah. it Moto2? No, not Moto2. Like World Supersport, something like that. If a lot of riders have to buy the rides. And it's yes, like but stupid they do that. money. I think, I think there's a lot, a lot of championships do that. I don't think it's just Moto2. Yeah. I think, by the time, I think by the time you get your MotoGP, I would like to think that you've proved yourself to get there. But yes. even in Moto2, it seems ridiculous that... Seems ridiculous that in the level of Moto Two, a world championship, like arguably one of the best motorcycle racing championships in the world, that you're still in a position where you have to pay hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yes. To take part. I think it's stupid. You make any money? I I'd get rid of that, or at least reduce the cost. Have like a limit that you can that you have to. Here's pay. us. Here's us talking about how we want some rich <laughs> Saudi Arabian to come and invest money into the British super bikes and you've got the likes of Jack Dixon and that who are paying thousands just to ride in Moto Two. Yes. Yeah, it's not but... right. That's what I'd change personally. Or have a limit or something. What would you change? I'm never gonna change them. I would like uh, this'll never happen because it's for cost and competitiveness and stuff. But I would like to go back, or at least I, I liked it when riders could pick different rubber and different tyres. Yeah. Because now it's, now it's all just, the, like, recently, I think it was last week or the week before, I say last week, I mean last round of MotoGP or the round before that, where it was like, oh, this is this is Michelin's 500th race Grand Prix won. Yay, Michelin are great. And it's like, but they've been the only tyre manufacturer for like the past 10 years yes. or something. Of course they're going to be get that, you know, that mantle. But that aside, I just think that, you know, riders, racers, teams nowadays are like, oh, well, what did you do? Well, I changed the setting. You know, I went for a medium front or, you know, a hard mm. rear or I changed my suspension. But it threw so much more into the mix when it was like, yes. What did you go with? Well, I went with I went with, I went with a hard Michelin tire, or I went with a soft Pirelli tire, or yes. I went with a, a medium Bridgestone tire, or you know I, I had, you know I had I picked Bridgestones medium re, medium front hard rear blah blah blah, and somebody else was on a Michelin. It just adds uh, that word I'm going to use again. Just adds more jeopardy to the whole yes race. Now, I, I understand agree. why they have. I understand why they have one tire manufacturer. It cuts costs. Uh, it makes the racing more exciting because because one rider can't pick the right tire and just run away with the race. Mm. So I understand why. It's, but it would be good. I'd like to you see. I add, think flood the championship with tires. Have everybody there, like Pirelli, Michelin, Bridgestones, everybody, and give them loads of tires to choose from. 
I think it'd be brilliant, and then it's yeah. But then, then, but then the problem is the problem that is what do you do with the tires if they don't use them? Well, I think that's the problem because it's sustainability and it's waste and. I know, but it'd be so much better. I used to like it Formula <laughs> yeah, One. Yeah, it was... but fuck the planet. We just <laughs> really get more of like racing. Yeah, when I used to watch Formula the... One, it was like Pirelli and Michelin. It adds like essentially another championship. You yeah, then got but, a tire uh, you... championship. But I think if, let's say Bridgestone also go there, or Pire- like Pirelli, like Pirelli and Michelin, because that's the two big ones that are in mm. like, the championship. So you got or Dunlop's there as well. Dunlop, do they do Moto Two? Yeah. Right, anyway, let's let's say two, three tire manufacturers are there. If they if they're all competing to get their tires used and they don't use the tires, they're not just going to be like, oh, that's it, throw them in the bin, burn them. They're go- they're they're going to put them in for like. Wholesale, yeah, that's sell pro- Well, no, I, there's not another word after that sentence. <laughs> They're going to put them up for wholesale. <laughs> oh, stop! I was like, there's another word hanging there. And I, no, they're going to put them up for wholesale. So yes. it'll be like we'll sell them to clubman riders or mm. give them to world superbikes or it could be like MotoGP. Oh, the MotoGP riders didn't use this. Well, it's got a shelf life of so many years. So and it's built for this track. So bring it down to world superbikes world superbikes are like oh they didn't use this tire it'll have it'll have a tire manufacturer number on it mm. and it'll be like all right we'll go take it down to clubman level or british superbikes yeah australian superbikes and then bring it down and then eventually it'll just go into a where or not a warehouse just go into a, like a, a store somewhere but like, oh do you want to buy that spreadstone tire oh yeah cool i'll buy that for whenever i'm going around doing my track days yeah i'll not go waste it yeah exactly Fill the championships with different tyre manufacturers. Give them just too much choice. And it'll add so much more excitement, I think. Yes. A friend of mine, his dad used to work for Michelin, Mm. making tyres. And he said that Michelin tyres, they need to have an actual certain tread pattern to them to be a Michelin tyre. But sometimes sometimes people would mess it up. They'd be like, oh, fuck, I I messed up the tread. Mm. I I treaded it wrong. But it's still a legal tire. The tread yeah. is still fine. It's just the, the wrong design, so Michelin can't sell it. So they used to sell it to the employees for like a fraction of the price. But they were genuinely legal tires. You yeah. could drive them on the road. They just weren't the right tread for Michelin. Ooh, it's a wrong tread. <laughs> Somebody might see that and be like, ooh, Michelin or shit. Who the fuck cares? But anyway, <laughs> used to get cheap tires. So my point is... Bring more tyres into the MotoGP and World yeah. Superbikes, or U- European Superbikes, I mean. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I, I like and that. And stop making riders have to pay so much money just to race. Come yeah. on. Because um, sure, they must... Is it Andrea Dorna Mino? must be making money hand over fist. Yeah. Andrea Mino this year, I think he was out of a ride because he couldn't afford it. He hadn't got enough money for a decent ride, but he's still a class rider. In yeah. Moto3, he'd have been top 10. Basically, the team, I would say the team was struggling a little bit. Mm. And they're like, oh, we're, we're struggling a bit. And there's a rider who's not as good as you, but he's really, really wealthy. And <laughs> yes. he's going to give it, they're going to give us lots of money. So, you Goodbye. are going to have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take these old tires? Nope. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> you gotta keep them tires here. There are tires. 
Yeah. I can't afford more tires. Dunlop only give us so many tires. I don't know. Does Dunlop do Moto three? I I'm think sure they do. I think it's Dunlop's Moto two and Moto three. Uh, Pirelli does MotoGP. Yeah, I think I can't remember. No, Michelin. Michelin do it at the minute, but is Pirelli doing it? Ne- who's changing tires next year? Somebody's changing tires next. <laughs> they year. are. I think Moto two, Moto three's changing, but I can't to remember what two. It was in the I news quite a few weeks ago. I think they're changing to Pirelli. I think they're going from Dunlop to Pirelli tires. Right. I can't remember. Or was it British Superbikes? Was British Talent Cup getting the same as Moto Three? Because then it makes it more in line with what You're I can't the news remember. Guy. I am, but it was a long time ago. Right. Well, on that. I was pretty sorry that Jeremy Clark's in there and just say <laughs> On that on bombshell. That bombshell. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to bring the episode to an end because yes. we've been going nearly two hours. Can you believe, Chippy, That's, that me uh, and you have for two hours? I, can't, I just can't believe that. And that's flown by as well. And it's only quarter I to ten. Go- I'm going to be honest. This has gone by really, really quickly. Considering that's there's just, no racing I'm, at all. That, like... I was on the group chat the other day and I was like, well, we're going to record because we should record every week. And you're like, there's no race, there's nothing to talk about. And I was like, how many times do you have to be told? We don't need anything to talk about. We just talk. It's a fucking podcast. People just come on literally to listen to us talking. Just listen about to anything. the BS. It's like, I like motorbikes. These guys like motorbikes, but I just want to listen to them talk. Yeah, That's what we're aiming for. If you have liked listen to us talking, don't just listen to us. Please get involved. You can call she way side way that in there. You can talk to us by sending us an email. You can go on on your phone right now. If you're walking your dog, obviously I don't like texting with one hand. So you know, do that thing where you put your dog lead around your wrist and you hold your phone. And then you shout at your dog, even though it's not your dog's fault. Maybe it's just me that does that. Anyway, get your email and send us an email at podcast at bigbadbs.co.uk. Tell us anything you want. Something about the episode. Correct us on anything we got wrong. Let us know who uses what tyres. The who am I? The who am I? Yes, the who am I? If you know who that was, uh, go back and listen to it. Or uh, just anything random at all. That's fine. Uh, YouTube, if you're watching this on Spotify... Go to our YouTube because there's a couple of videos on there you might like as well. Uh, so just basically go to YouTube and type in the Big Bad Bike Show. And if it's not three dudes talking about motorbikes, you're on the wrong page. Uh, we've got Twitter, which is at the Big Bad BS. I've not been on there this past couple of weeks because I've been moving the house. So forgive me, but I will be back on there. Tickety boo, doing all that stuff. Instagram. Nobody uses it. We don't use it. Don't go on it, but you can if you want. <laughs> but there's nothing on there. So uh, if you go to Facebook, we've got two Facebook opportunities. We've got the Facebook page, which is the Big Bad Bike Show, and we've got a Facebook group, which is the Big Bad BS. To be honest, the group's probably the one that gets the more traffic. So either Facebook group, the Big Bad BS, or our Twitter page, the Big Bad BS. Uh, you can contact me. I'm the Big... At the Big Bad Biker on Instagram. Chippy's on Instagram. He's at Moto Chippy. He thinks that sounds cool. And Ash is on Instagram, which is the Up North Biker, but it's only pictures and videos of his dog. That's all that's on there. 
worse than chippy. Yes. Right. That's us. That's it. That was, yeah. That's I it. I think Chippy and I could probably waffle on for another we probably half hour could. at least. I'm talking absolute shit. But eventually, we have to bring it to an end. Yeah. We have to stop. We'll be back next week. Bed. We will be back next week. And we'll be the first round into our last triple header. And we'll be one step closer to knowing who's going to be the MotoGP champion. I can't wait. These next three weeks, oh, these next three weeks, I am revving up for them. Pun intended. I'm revving up <laughs> for the next three weeks. It's going to be good. Who do you want to win the championship, Chippy? I'm undecided because I want Bagnaia. Uh, MotoGP needs a rider that's a, a man to beat. So really, if Bagnaia won the championship, he'd be the man to beat. So I think probably for MotoGP him, but at the same time, I prefer Jorge Martin. So I'm undecided. Yeah. I am Jorge Martin all the way. I want Jorge Martin to win it. I th- I'm different from you. You think they want him at. I think it looks better for the championship if they keep. I think it looks more competitive if it's a new rider. Mm. Yes. I don't and then Marquez will come up and win it in 2024. Yes. Oh, that'd be incredible if he did. I'd love that. Right, well, that's for next week. Let's that's for next, for next week, week. yes. And we're never going to shut up. Right, so we've nothing else to do but give our goodbyes. So, Moto Chippy, Chris Chippy Ballard, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> or how was it you did it last week? Uh, goodbye, Ch- Goodbye, Chippy. I don't know what you did last week. You said I, something. I, can't, I just can't remember. I thought I just went goodbye. Anyway, say goodbye. You already said it. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. I, this has been the Big Bad Bike Show. Thank you very much for your attention. Goodbye. Goodbye.